All right. Live. And we're live. Three, wow, two, we are live on the Bet David podcast. I am not Patrick Bet David, although I'm uh, going to attempt to be him today. Pat is traveling. He's out of town. He said, what, Tom? The show must go on. Gotta go on. Next man up. Yeah. And look at us now. Yeah. We got Tom in, uh, in his standard seat. We got Kai. He got pulled out of the bullpen. He's in my seat. I'm in Pat's seat. Kai, how does it feel to be? You're talent now, bro. How does it feel? I've always been talented. So I'm always ready to, been, damn, I'm ready to, look at I'm that ready confidence. To be here. Came in. Size. Well, size. Size. He's 22 Some, with that okay, confidence. So this, this is podcast number 41. You, podcast you've number been 41. You've in this chair almost every yep. single one. I've I, never not sat no, in that okay, chair. Okay, so. Yep. You probably an eye in this one. Give it a roll today, but but this guy over here, I think yeah. he's been waiting for this opportunity. And oh. I, no, I think and we, I, 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 I know you were in it last up. week. Yeah, I know yeah, you yeah. were. I know. I know. So, he he I'm stepped up last I'm week. Yeah, but Dad's not in town now. You can oh, say whatever okay. you want. Okay. <laughs> Dad's not in town. It's party time. No, but respect to Pat. He said, "Listen, we got a good thing going on here. I'm traveling. Yeah. When I travel, you know, we can't just stop the podcast. Right. So shout out to all the Valuetainers watching." Pat will be back. Don't worry for the uh, for the community out there that maybe is not digging this vibe. We know who you are. It's all good. The show will go back to normal. But we respect you. We want to keep the uh, the party going, and we want to yeah. keep you informed. And uh, Tom, thoughts? Well, just in general, before we j dive in, you know, I think the bottom line and the great thing about this podcast is there's always great topics, mm. and there's so many good things going on now that the audience loves that there's no reason not to do this. We could clearly do it every day if we wanted to. Mm -hmm. So eventually, hopefully, we'll be doing well, that. Easy, but, easy, every well, day. Know, relax, relax. You wouldn't want to do that? Okay. Podcast maybe, every maybe, day down the maybe, road. I think that would be maybe. a blast. But great stuff today too. Yes. And you know, our friends in Texas, you know, still freezing. And you know, I think the, we can get We're into thinking that of in a our friends bit. in Texas right but, now. But man, you just don't expect that. You know, Texas has been branded and, and portrayed as this over-the-top progressive state that everybody wants to get through with no flaws, no issues, no problems. And, and this isn't a minor speed bump or something. This is something that they have to face down the road and really figure out how they're going to fix this thing. You got some strong feelings on Texas. Well, you know what? I, I, I have family there. I have yep. friends there. And, and I would only imagine what it would be like to be in that situation. You have a personal chef in Texas. <laughs> yeah, my uncle. Yeah. My wife's uncle was my personal chef. He would make me a breakfast sandwich every single morning. Every morning. There. Phenomenal. Kai? That's, that's Shout out Bill life. Cox. Thank Kai, you. Do, you, do you miss Texas? Before we get into the topics, you know, because I mean, we, I don't, I think the people know we are now in Boca Raton, Florida. Uh, we got Eric Galera back there, Paul Escarcega, Sam doing the ones and twos. And just before we get started, we'll get back to you, Kai. Let's just give a shout out to Mario over here. He is representing PBD. He's got his Morning. eyes focusing on us. He's Morning, on time everybody. today. Clap it up for Mario, everybody. He is holding it down. Thank you. Respect to Mario. If, we, if, you, if you appreciate Mario standing in for PBD, give me a thumbs up over there. It's more like Adam yeah. is standing in yeah. for PBD well, today, you know, so but you're, you're, the audience you're wants to know what's on your mind. So Things are on my mind. Kai, tee it up for you before we get to the topics. No, you miss Texas. I totally miss Texas. You I, do? I really? Love, no. Oh. I love... <laughs> <laughs> I love the uh, the non uh, one degree Fahrenheit weather, uh, and I don't know if you guys have seen the picture where you have uh, over all of America right now. It's like it's like one degree, three degrees, five degrees, ten degrees, yeah. and then you see the one part in Florida where it's like seventy yeah. Fahrenheit, eighty. I'm Fahrenheit. sweating. I came in sweating yeah, this morning. Exactly. Like, and you weren't even biking to work. Today. I wasn't even biking. I didn't even yeah. walk to work. No. My Uber did not have his AC. I go, buddy. What are you? What's going on here? <laughs> so anyway, that's what's going on with Pat. We're thinking of you, Pat. He's traveling. I think he's in Kentucky right now. Yep. He's in Kentucky. Shout out to uh, Matt Zapala, Money Smart guy. He's doing an event there. So I hope that goes well. They're with Tim Tebow, legendary yeah, yeah. Florida Who's in the quarterback. News today? Yeah. Did you hear that? He's Tim just Tebow's giving up baseball. In, what's he doing? He announced it today. He's done with baseball. 
He really? stopped. He's going to stop pursuing the dream. Maybe he broke it last night at the event. I was going to say, do you think Pat or Sapal or anyone at PHP yeah. had some influence in, uh, in Tebow saying, know. screw it, I'm going all business now, baby? Well, maybe they had some influence in him announcing it or, mm -hmm. or being public, you know, out in a forum there where he could actually say it. So he was news. the lead speaker or the, uh, at the event yeah. yesterday, and today he broke the news that he's done with his sports career. Well, the news done? broke. I don't know if okay. he actually had a press conference. Gotcha. Maybe it came out of last night. But, yeah, Tebow's done. He was chasing that dream in baseball just like he did in football. you got to give him credit. Well, he married a supermodel, yeah, like a did. South African yeah. supermodel, so I think he's going to be all right, bro. Does, it, does so. that just call uh, – you know, cure every ill, just every single. If you can marry I mean, a supermodel, it's not, not a bad. It's not a bad. Never, thing. it never worked for not Tom Brady. Thing. Why He's would it work thing. for him? He's a stud, though. Yeah, Tom Brady worked. It worked out okay yeah. for him. But you heard about what's going on with Tom Brady right now. Obviously, last week he got uh, shwasted. He was throwing the Lombardi Trophy across a boat, whatever. Now, apparently, there's a petition. We know about the Gavin Newsom p uh, petition, but now there's a petition for him to return. What, like almost a million dollars of PPP loans? Have you heard about this? Oh, the Brady no. organization? Have you heard of this? Well, yeah, I heard that he got the loan. Yeah. You know, with his with his business, with his company. He has a legit business. I mean, it's not like some TB12 fake or what, fraudulent what is it thing. Yeah. Okay. So it, it's legit. I mean, with supplements and all the, the merch that they sell and, and everything. But really, people are trying to get yeah. him to. Guys, him to uh, guys, the money. you know, Tom Brady's struggling right now. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's down on his luck. Times are tough. And he's going after that PPP loan, and they want him to return it. But you know Do you what? Think it, it, Tom it, Brady should have to return the no, PPP I don't. loan Be because it's bucks? a separate thing. It's not Tom okay. Brady's money. It was for the business, a legit business that okay. they used probably for realistic, you know, reasons. And I don't think. I mean, why should just because he's super successful and really rich should he be immune from his business, which is a completely separate entity? I'm sure it's not like he's just you know funding it every single day. Mm. I'm sure he wants that thing to live on its own. I, I think it should be separate. And if it, you know, if it qualified for a loan, right, legally. They should be able to get it like any other business. Okay. 160,000 signatures already. In how many days? I don't know how long it's been up. Let's see. All right. There's Kai doing the yeah. research. Mario, where were you on that one, bro? No comment. Oh, <laughs> Tom Brady. Everybody, like, everybody Mario's like, who's Tom Brady? Everybody that signed it is a Buffalo Bill fan, a Miami Dolphin exactly. fan. Yeah, well yeah, played. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. And, and, and then Kansas Bill City, Belichick is responsible for 40,000 yes. of the signed yes. signatures. Drew Brees might have been leading that charge. Former Patriots. All right, let's get into the topics today, and um, here we go. Let's get down to the uh, to business. Bet David podcast episode forty one. Here's what's on the agenda today: the roll the, the roll call. Look out, Netflix! Those big mouse ears in your rearview mirror are closer than they appear. That's Disney Plus coming after Netflix. Uh, insiders at COVID nineteen vaccine makers sold nearly a half a billion dollars of stock. Last year, as the stock was going up, boom, sell. We'll get into that. Shout out to our New York friends out there. Manhattan and Brooklyn, new lease signings surge in January. So it uh, looks like people are getting back to New York. That's exciting stuff. We'll get into that. Verizon climbs 4% after legendary investor Warren Buffett reveals $9 billion investment into Verizon. 4%. Here's a big story. Facebook meets Apple in Clash of the Titans, quote-unquote, from Zuck. We need to inflict pain. Oh, mafia Pretty intense. Style. Mafia, mafia style. style. I went Russian with that accent. Yeah, you did. You went, mafia. it was a Putin thing, yeah. you know. Anyway, uh, Apple could soar. Prediction here, Apple could soar 66% in bull case scenario as it searches for a golden partnership to build electric vehicles. Kai, I know that, you know, coming from Norway, you got some major thoughts on EVs. In the yeah. news today, this might be our top story. Robinhood CEO Vlad Tenev is reportedly staying at a hotel instead of going home after receiving death threats. He's on Capitol Hill today um, testifying 
um, for everything that happened in the GameStop, Reddit, Wall Street bets saga. So we'll get into that. Um, speaking of that, big short investor Michael Burry says the Tesla boom is remarkably similar to the dot-com and housing bubbles. If there's anybody that would know about that, it's him. Um, getting back to the Europe stuff, Ford's uh, Europe car lineup to be all electric by 2030. Same with Jaguar's Land Rover car range to be fully electric by 2030. So they're thinking electric could happen in the next ten fully years. electric within the yeah. next 10 years. God, you'll be like 31 at that point. Prime of your career, you're just getting started driving an electric vehicle. vehicle. Yeah. Stud. Stud. And he's always been talented, apparently. He'll be Ubering in an electrical vehicle. Oh, always. Uber everywhere. All right, here's a big story. Biden did a town hall a couple days ago. And the lead story from that is he said uh, a lady got up and asked him the question, I got $50,000 in student loan debt. Um, would you, you're going to cancel that. He goes, I will not make that happen. His number seems to be 10 grand, 10 grand. So we'll cover that. Um, Texas, that we talked about, uh, shout out to our friends in Texas. If you're listening, Tigran Bekian, our friend Tigran Bekian, uh, he is the marketing manager at PHP, our good friend. We did a FaceTime with him yesterday. You know Tigran. Of course. Um, covered, no, he cold. said he's been out of uh, out of power. Really? He's He's got nothing. He's, fa he's FaceTimed us yesterday. We all saw him. And uh, snow everywhere. It was crazy. What's going on in Texas? The Texas grid got crushed because its operators didn't see the need to prepare for cold weather, almost 3 million Texans are now without power as the state battles an unprecedented winter storm. Getting back to Biden, he says he would compromise on the timing of the $15 minimum wage. We covered that last episode. He might touch on that. Go green, save green. Congress looking to save buyers $7,000 on a purchase of a new Tesla, Chevy, Cadillac, or, elect or other electric vehicles through the Green Act. How much money would they have to give you to go green? We'll get into that. Trump, our good friend Trump, you might remember him. He was the president for the last four years. Well, he ripped Mitch McConnell as it seems like the Band-Aid is off, the mm -hmm. gloves are off. He ripped uh, former House yeah. Senate, I'm sorry, Senate Majority Leader yeah. Mitch McConnell. Yeah, he, uh, he went scorched earth on him. Yeah, right? well, McConnell went in on him uh, prior to that, but he said, um, you know, we'll get into that. He said he... Uh, we got some quotes for you. Rush Limbaugh, respect. Uh, you know, I was not a Rush Limbaugh fan, quite frankly, but I do respect the man. You can respect, but don't have to like. You know, you did not know who Rush Limbaugh was. Really, I don't so, watch TV. I don't. Well, you don't he, need to. He's he, on the radio. I think he called. I don't, I don't listen to the radio. I, I think either. he thought it was like Lambeau Field, but oh, Green Bay Packers. Okay. Oh, he's like Lambeau Field guy. Oh, like that's a totally different guy. Um, but to be on the radio for thirty plus years, uh, my friend SBJ, uh, S Bag Joe is literally, like, crying. He's, yeah. That was his hero. So respect to uh, the Rush Limbaugh fans out there. Bill Gates, we'll touch on this. Rich nations should move to 100% synthetic beef. And last but not least, your boy, Fauci, Dr. Anthony Fauci, says the U.S. may not have enough COVID vaccines for everybody until June which is later than planned. They thought it was going to spring. What's he's, going he's on? He's always got good news, doesn't he? <laughs> I mean, when he opens his mouth, it's something depressing. You're not a fan of Fauci. Not really. You, you know, know I, what, 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 nothing what, personal. What grade would you give him? I would give him a D plus. D plus. If that, what, maybe what an incomplete. You, what grade are you giving Fauci? Like a C. I mean, what has he done? Like, he hasn't done let, anything. Let, let's get to the audience here. Uh, Value Tainers out there, fans of the Bet David podcast. Before we get into the topic. Give a grade right now. We're going to be watching um, the comments. The comments section. Kai, would you do it? Give a grade for Fauci. Is it an A? Is he killing it? Is he crushing it? A plus? 
Is he more like a C student, barely getting by? Hey. You know, D's that get degrees, baby. You know, we know that. That's how uh, I graduated college. And then, know, Or is he an F? Adam, he, he's, got, he failing? he's got one job. Okay, he's not in the science room or in the, in the laboratory with a lab coat on under a, a microscope. He's not curing COVID-19. He's not the vaccine. He has one job, and okay. he has failed miserably at it. He needs okay. to update people with legitimate, consistent information that's in tune with his boss, i.e. the president. He couldn't do it with Trump. He can't do it with Biden. Okay? Well, Biden kept him on. He, he said he, Biden he kept him on. I mean, it's a, of course. I mean, it's, he's spousy. He's, he's, like, he's the old people He's thing. the mascot. It's like you go to an NBA game, you got the yeah. guy jumping off the trampoline and doing the triple flip dunk like the gorilla. That's Fauci for Phoenix COVID. Suns. Phoenix Suns. I mean, he should, right he should be wearing one of those so, so, coronavirus. So, 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 what do we got? What, what kind of grades go, we got? One of the comments. There's a lot of Fs. Yeah, he's terrible. Cs. And you know what? There's Here's the other thing you should do. Hold on. Let me hear these comments. What do we got here? Let's see. There's Bs. Uh, F. He flip flops. Flip flops. Here's the other thing. He a lot of Fs for Adam. When he speaks, when he speaks, he needs to exert a calmness he everybody's freaked out about coronavirus since mm -hmm. march you listen to him you get more freaked out his one job i think should be to bring hope to calm people to encourage people and say we've got this we're working on it the smartest minds are involved this is going to be tackled i mean he's up there bumbling and stumbling and fumbling he doesn't know what he's doing he's bumbling bumbling threw, chris berman up yeah it there. is yeah. They, they threw him in into <laughs> way big way too much of a, a profile that he wasn't used to i mean not mm. anybody can do that he turned into a covid vac uh, well, rock star well nobody knew who he was before this and that's a lot and to that's throw a on good a, thing though yeah if you don't know who the head of the cdc or whatever that's a yeah. probably a good the thing infectious that means you don't have a freaking right. pandemic yeah. surging right now i, I just think people right? are looking for the solution and easy answers from him yeah. and he's not capable of providing that gotcha. so i think it's a d plus kai give us an, an update on the grades well i mean you you saw the comments it's, what kind of grades we got going no on it's mostly f's c's some b's f's, b's. F's. Okay, give me give me the uh, bottom we, line. We got a five dollar donation from uh, Audra saying he needs to be replaced. So I mean, I think there's repeal uh, and replace Fauci. I think that's where we're going that's with that. What it sounds like repeal and replace Fauci. What's the bottom line on the grade, Kai? Based on everything you saw, C to C to D average. C minus. Yeah. Fauci, Fauci. Okay, let's talk about. Uh, let's get into the topics. I think with the Fauci topics, uh, good segue is what's happening with these vaccine makers. Let's talk about this story right here. Uh, insiders at COVID vaccine makers sold nearly $500 million of stock last year. Executives and, and directors at Pfizer, Moderna, and other companies, AstraZeneca being one of them, developing the COVID-19 vaccine sold approximately a half a billion dollars in stock last year, reaping rewards of positive vaccine developments that drove up the value of the drug maker share. In dollar terms, much of the sales came at a single company, which was Moderna, maker of one of the two COVID vaccines authorized in uh, for use in the United States. Executives and directors there sold more than $320 million of their stocks. So that's the majority of it. And more than 700 transactions. Merck Company insiders sold $58 million of their shares. Novavax executives sold more than $40 million of their shares after the company vaccine hit milestones in August and September. And here's the bottom line. Corporate compensation experts say these kinds of sales are the natural consequence of a long-term shift to using stock for a greater share of executive pay, with the goal being to tie pay to performance, in this case, the development of life-saving vaccines. This is a pretty big story. Mr. Zenner, your thoughts? You know, it's very clear for me. I would be way more worried if they didn't do this, because mm -hmm. that would just show that they're not confident in the vaccine. 
I mean, that's when you should be really scared of the executives that are behind this, that putting it out there, that is going to get us back to normal in this country. Let's not underestimate what this vaccine is going to do. It's going to bring normalcy back to the country. It's going to open up the economy even more. It's going to get the kids back into school. It's get, going to get Christians and Muslims and, and every faith back into church. It's going to get us back into baseball stadiums and football stadiums and NBA arenas. So why wouldn't they do that if you have the ability to do that? If they, if they pay you in stock options, you're with a company that is developing the vaccine that is going to really help save the world. Cash in. You know, it's not illegal, number one. It will always draw headlines, right? Because it looks like, ooh, what are they up to? Clearly, they know something, right? That yeah, uh, That's a really loose interpretation not, of insider trading, but it's really not because they didn't get it from somebody else. So you're not going insider trading or nah, anything like that? Nah, you're and not and going there's with nothing that the SEC or the Department of Justice or anybody can do about this. I have no problem with it because mm. they have confidence in the vaccine. And so far, you know, the vaccine is being produced and it's out there, so... No, no issue from me. No. Hi, do you I feel I the same even, way? Where you at? I don't with this? even consider the vaccine like as an issue here. Of like, they have faith in it. I'm just thinking. If you look up the stock price, Mario, can you bring up the stock price for Moderna? Look at Kai, baby. Yeah, Mario on the ones <laughs> and twos. Put on the work. Uh, what do you got? Kai? The power's no. already going to his yeah, head. It's already it's talent. 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 Give me, give me data now. <laughs> uh, but if we look at here and then go all time or max, where, where, what stock price you're looking this at right is Moderna, now? Moderna. 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 Okay. If what you do you got? At max. Uh, time length wise, Mario, uh, above there, right above, and then a little bit to the left. Hit that one. I mean, the, I don't need to be an insider to know that Moderna is trading at its all time high. What are the odds that there's going to be a new pandemic within the next few years where everyone in the world is relying on their vaccine? So, I mean, heck yeah, sell. As long as they legally can sell their stocks and they're not bound up in any way, sell, sell, sell. Great point, young. Kai. What is, what is in the Jedi? Young what? Padawan? Young Padawan. The thing you always say. I'm always like, what are you calling me? Yeah, but isn't Great point. Right. I mean, there. it's at an all-time high. Is it an all-time high right now? Or is I certainly, mean, as long as it's been. Go, Kai, go to, oh, that's max. Okay. Yeah. And you just look at the stock price. You're like, dude, we are killing it right now. Let's go. Our, our Sell. Get rid of it. Our, our compensation is tied to the stock price. That's, I mean, that's part yeah. of the rules of the game. Mm. Let's go out on well, top. Here's the other thing, yeah. you guys, too, is, you know, you look at the headline. This is another one of these things that's going to offend a lot of people that don't understand it because yep. they only see 500 million and they think people are getting rich. But this I think this is 13 separate drug companies. All right. And you're looking at a lot of executives that get paid in stock options. So mm. really, it's not even that much. I don't think I don't think these guys are like having to back up. I mean, the other, truck other to, than other than the, the fact that there's 320 million out of the half a billion coming from Moderna strictly. I mean, OK, so, so Moderna, 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 Moderna went all in. on, But they were also out. the first one that got released. developed it. Yeah. So, so, so they've, they've been at the forefront because you've had Pfizer and then there's a few other ones. But Moderna is one of the big ones they've been talking about. So we've got no problem with them cashing out here. Is that the is that the uh, but, uniform opinion? here? But Save I don't know money. what what Save is the, that make that money. Baby. Make that what money. is the other option? I mean, there, you couldn't have a problem with it because it's not illegal, number one, mm -hmm. and it's human nature and it's common sense and it's a smart move by them. So you think this is just sort of a headline of the day and it'll just go out the window? I think it's the type of headline that attracts, you know, a lot of clicks. We're talking about it. Right, We're sure. talking about it. And, and, type and, of headline that attracts well, clicks, I mean, but you, what else? I mean, I think if you just don't, like, really understand, you know, the inner workings of when you have stock options and when they're vested and when you can use them, you wait. If, if, you, if your company's public and you're paid in stock options or that's mm -hmm. part of your incentive— Man, you're, you're watching the clock. I mean, you are you counting down any single day until you can sell those things, all right? Because that's why you have them. 
You know, these are talk long, about that. Talk well, about well, that I mean, vesting I, period. Well, what, sure. what are your thoughts on that? Well, um, no, my thoughts. You know, just I know people that have been in public companies okay. and they and they are, they receive a lot of stock options, mm. and, and, and it controls their life almost. Man, it's the biggest thing about how many stock options do you have? When are they vested? When when can I cash them in? Really? I mean. And that's why it was funny because we were talking about Bumble the other day, right? How they went public. Oh, we were talking about Bumble. Well, we, right. Yes, yep. we were. And, and her, the CEO, uh, Whitney Heard, right? Um, yeah, yep. I think that is. How her. she told her employees, don't follow and don't monitor the stock price. And I'm just going, how can you ask them that? I mean, mm-hmm. that, that is a big part of their life and in the, in their future. But it's also from a different standpoint of more a because Jeff Bezos said, say, said the same thing, that if the stock price goes up 10 percent, that doesn't make him 10 percent smarter. Or ten percent, like right. it only. And when only it goes down twenty percent, exactly. you're not twenty percent dumber. dumber. Exactly. So with a company like Tesla as well, where the stock price has shot up so much, yeah. they're not suddenly way better. It's just that the market is overvaluing them. So you're saying or don't you're obsess on over their future. It, right? yeah. that, I mean, that's their message. What do you? If you, the more time you're focusing on that, the less time you're focusing on the business and actually creating something that's going to reflect the market. Keep so, your eye on the ball is what exactly. they're basically saying. Don't worry about what, you know, peripheral yeah, things now, are going obviously, on. If Keep you're, your if you're trying to secure it and, and stuff like that, then obviously you don't want to sell it on a downturn mm-hmm. or like when, when it's hitting the bottom. But it, the grand scheme of things, you got to focus on what's getting you there and what can get that up, not necessarily just look at it and hope it goes mm. up. Okay. Okay. Is that it? Is there any, anything? You had some thoughts on the vesting yesterday. We were talking about vesting. No, it's just if there's any, uh, obviously with the, the insider trading from Moderna and something like that, If but as long as they're properly uh, in their contracts, however long they have to hold the okay. stocks, then obviously you can't sell them. So that would be the only Got it. Have you? Do you guys any know anybody that's been vaccinated? Like, do you have, Yeah, my mom. Oh, yeah? How did yeah. it go for her? Did she have to do the two? She got, yeah, double dose. She's doing great. Any I, side I know effects? multiple people. Yeah, yeah. I know. What's funny is um, I know people that have been vaccinated. A couple of my friends, I have a friend who's a doctor. He got vaccinated. Well, my friend's wife is a doctor. He's like the plus one. He's the plus one. He got, you know, he kind of got in the club because, you know, the uh, he's with the DJ, the doctor mm-hmm. over there. But I have multiple friends. My uncle got vaccinated. I know multiple people that got vaccinated. Ironically, um, the one person who says they've had some... Um, some fallout from this is my brother-in-law, who's a dentist. Uh-huh. And he's like, I would not get vaccinated. It ain't happening. Like he's just sort of on that on that side of the equation. But he said a couple of the people that work in in his office, hygienists, you know, healthcare workers, that quote unquote, they all had bad reactions to this. He's sort of like a, uh, yeah, you know, anti finding faults. With yeah, exactly. So what? What about what were you going with that? No, I, you know, I, and Eric can probably uh, speak on this. I heard what thirty three percent of the military is refusing it. Right, thirty to thirty-three percent. I haven't heard anything, okay. but I, I've never seen anybody being able to successfully refuse. Oh, a really? Shot. Okay. So okay. if they're refusing it, I, I wonder what their, you know, the law ramifications sure. are. Yeah. Great okay. insight from our former uh, Marine Eric Galera. Now, Eric, you're saying that in the military, if they say you're getting a shot, you're getting a shot. <laughs> yeah. You, you, there's there's no question. Sure. If they tell you to do something, you do it. So Even you, a shot. You, you signed the contract. Yes. Okay. They, so tell you to, they tell you to move. They tell you to do this. They tell you to get a shot. It's part yeah. of it. Yes. So, I mean, I'm sure if, with good lawyers, you could probably fight it, but I, I can see it being a very difficult thing to. So when you were in the military, um, Marine, because you're a reserve now. Right. They said, hey, buddy, you got to go get this shot, this shot, this shot. You said, yeah, you, no question. Right. So with the vaccine right now, you don't think that there's any truth to the story that 33. No, no, no. I'm, I don't doubt that there's a lot of people no. that don't want to get it. And maybe now with this being a different situation, there's, you know, lawyers trying to back up these people. Hmm. But. In my experience before COVID, I've never seen anybody successfully not get a shot because they didn't want to get it. Gotcha.
That's our former Marine Eric Galera, guys, weighing in on the equation. Mar uh, Mario, would you get the COVID vaccine shot if they were giving it out? Would you get it? Uh, it depends. It depends if I had to um, for whatever reason. So okay. I know people that have taken the shot. They're feeling good. I know people who are refusing it um, extremely, saying I will never allow them to vaccinate me. But really? for me, it, it depends on, on you know circumstance. Okay. So personally, no. I mean, I work with Patrick, but David, Adam. So. so what does that mean? I have a certain set of beliefs. Okay, principles and uh, shout out to Patrick Bet David. Anytime That's his right. name is he's mentioned, we will give way, him he's a commenting comment. in the chat right now. So if you want to talk to Patrick, is that him talking about that? the soy boy stuff right there? Is that Patrick Pat? Just saying, what All right, up, shout boy out mafia. to the soy boy mafia. We're out there. You know, Tom, you know, would you get the vaccine? You no, know, I, I have a pretty much similar uh, approach as Mario does. And, and the one thing that scares me is if they start mandating it for flights, hmm. because you you hear that thrown out there, and you I don't know. Show that you've been vaccinated. Yes, you you literally can't fly. Well, internationally, I could probably see that happening, but they've even thrown it out there domestically. And then they Ooh. want to come up with this electronic, almost like ID card that shows, it's almost like a passport. It's like a health passport where you can show that, have a barcode scan, shows that I was vaccinated. Hmm. I, I just don't think that's the path we want to Would go down. Would you get the vaccine? Uh, I'm kind of depending on what's needed and what, what you can or can't do without it. Uh, but with the vaccine card, I mean, I'd be surprised because if, if they're able to in uh, put in a system like that, because... As much as we have things now, if you think of like the efficiency of the government and how they can track things and keep control of things, it's like um, just updating addresses and how slow things like that are and go. Mm -hmm. I, I have a hard time uh, seeing that they'll be able to create some sort of big brother system for how to track it overnight instantly where they You're have saying everyone. that the government is inefficient. Yeah, and okay. it's slow. And Guys, and in things, the comment section, I want to know. Uh, yes, if you would get the vaccine, and no, if you would not do it. Paul, you got to weigh in on this? Where you at, buddy? Yeah, actually, there's a movie that actually has this scenario called Songbird. It actually came out, I believe, in uh, April or May. Uh, Michael Bay produced it, but uh, very similar circumstances that Tom was describing, mm -hmm. you know, scanning, and you can only get in, only the vaccinated people can get in certain places and all that stuff, but... Uh, if you need someone to get it done, hire a movie crew. You know, they got special effects guys and visual effects guys that... They'll make it happen. They'll build, <laughs> make they'll, what happen? They'll build a set. Uh, sure. They'll 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 figure out the whole system. Some of the creative. Paul worked in Hollywood for a while. He's a big movie guy. Now he's running Valuetainment. He is the. I, I called you uh, our lead editor the other day, and you and, and, and well, you I'm you not G checked me. Let's be very you, clear you, about you that. G checked Mario me. Running Valuetainment. True that. True that. But you G checked me. What's your title? <laughs> uh, director of production. Director of production. I called him lead editor, and he he verbally bitch slapped me, and he said, "Hey, buddy." All right, so in the comment section, what do we got going on here? We got yeses a or noes? A lot of noes. A lot of noes. Yeah. A lot of noes. Or some, I mean, okay, here's the question, guys, before we move topics. How much money would someone have to pay you today to get vaccinated today? Money in your pocket today. I want to know in the comment section how much some, all the noes out there, how much would someone have to pay you, Mario? How much money is it going to end up in your pocket to get vaccinated today. What's they, the number? They can't buy me for a vaccine. They can't buy me love. No, what about? I'm for sale. Nine grand. <laughs> nine grand. Nine K. Not even ten. No. <laughs> Why nine? I'm it works for sale. For me. Give me nine. He's a dirty, He's from dirty California whore. people. He's from California. Okay, Kai. How much money? Uh, I'm gonna outdo. Uh, Tom and say nine thousand and one dollars. Nine thousand. Kai's net worth just doubled, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't know Congratulations, this is right? Paul. <laughs> Bob Barker. Yeah, I mean, if we're playing uh, Price is Right rules, I've got to go, uh, you know, I'm going to go 
$9,999. Wow. $1, One dollar less under than the limit that they'll tax you. Wow. They'll have to claim on taxes. Yeah. Galera, how about you? How much you? How much would someone have to pay you today to get vaccinated? You know, now that I found out that we we, we, we have a choice. You got a choice now, baby. <laughs> yeah. It's America. Then I'm asking for 50 Gs. You know? 50 <laughs> Gs. Straight up. I would do it just for a free Uber ride. There, there we go. go. I'm there in. I'm go. in. <laughs> My Uber today, he, you, you, he screwed me, bro. No really? AC. Who the, and you're, you're driving around in South Florida. You got no AC. Right. Like I'm showing car. up to the Bet David podcast hey. to fill in for the man PBD, and you got no AC. So what he, the, are you the doing? car is not equipped with it, or he it was I said broken. Is, I got an AC problem. Okay. I go. Uh, yeah, you're gonna have a tip. We're gonna have a rating problem. Yeah. Home slice. Kai, what do we got on, on, on the comment section? It's five ounces of gold in Bitcoin. Okay. It's a little bit all over the place. Yeah. But 10K, no money. Gotcha. So, so. speaking of the big brother, because uh, we were going there with, yep. with this, let's talk about this main story right here. Facebook meets Apple in the clash of the tech titans. I mean, are there two bigger companies in the world right now? Like straight up, Apple and Facebook? What's a, what's Amazon maybe, right? Yeah, Obviously. Amazon for sure. Okay. But Google two of the biggest well. companies in the world, and Zuck, quote-unquote, says we need to inflict pain. Here's the story. When Facebook was embroiled in controversy over its data collection practices, Tim Cook, in a national television interview, said that his own company would never have found itself in such a jam. Zuck shot back to Cook's comments saying, saying they were extremely glib and not aligned with the truth. And in private, Zuck was even harsher. He says... We need to inflict pain. Can I get the Italian accent of that? I don't do Italian accents. Okay, I got you. We need to inflict pain on this guy. That's where you're going with that. We need to inflict pain. He told his team in private. How'd that get out in the public? We can address that. Facebook and Apple's visions are diverging and increasingly incompatible. Facebook wants to capture and monetize eyeballs. Listen up now. Facebook wants to capture and monetize eyeballs on every possible device and platform. Apple, on the other hand, wants to draw users to its own hardware-centric universe, partly by marketing itself as a private-focused company. Underline that. Pri I'm sorry, a privacy-focused company. Last summer, Apple announced the app tracking transparency tool, which, once rolled out, will allow ad tracking only if consumers opt in when they receive a prompt on an iPhone or iPad the change means that Facebook and other companies would no longer be able to to collect a person's advertising identifier without permission. And in the face of pushback from Facebook and others, Apple delayed the rollout of this new tool for a few months, but said late last month it will arrive early this spring. Kai, I know that you got some strong feelings on this. You were excited to address this topic. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm definitely team Apple on this one. I think uh, privacy is something important that a lot of us don't even understand of how um, they're able to track and how they can be in the background and stuff like that. So I think definitely privacy is something that we should be mere, more aware of. Now, from what I've understood on this app, you can either say allow or don't allow. So it's not like they're completely cutting off. Like if you really want Facebook in the background lurching to see what Who's you're doing. Who's clicking allow? So they can, I don't know, we'll see. Some What'd you do to my phone yesterday? We clicked allow. No, no, we clicked not allow, bro. No, no, we, you, you got a mix. You clicked, you, you allowed yes. me? It was, it was not allowed, and then we allowed it. Why would you allow that? Because then you can get better ads. They can monetize I'm you better. I, I'm coming after you, buddy. Uh, but yeah, no. you can finish your so, thought. So, so yeah, so I, I'm definitely more on Apple's side here. I think um, the only argument that I know Facebook is making is that small businesses 
will have a harder time targeting people because you don't have the same uh, access. Ooh, you're to thinking of small businesses in, in right now. That's what they're. That's the card they're playing. So that they're, who? Facebook. Yes. They're I mean, saying, what other card do they have? No, that they're creepy and just watching you in the background. What'd you call it? What'd you call it? What was the analogy no, it's like yesterday? A, it's, like, it's like a creepy old uncle at a at a at a children's uh, birthday party or something like that, where you have. You used quinceanera yesterday. Yeah, for that's an, creepy. The point is, it's creepy. Exactly. That's what you're. That's the analogy for Facebook. Yeah, because they're creeping. In the, they're they're creeping in the background. Creeping on they're the come seeing up. what you're doing. They're like looking at thugs. where you are. All this stuff like that. And I think for most people, we're not even aware of it. And something like that is they're okay. selling the data just like crazy, trying to make. So Kai is coming out and he's saying he is on Team Apple. I'm on Team Privacy. Team Privacy. Yes. Are you on Kai's team or are you you're going somewhere else with this, Tom? Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to start agreeing with Kai. I no. mean, he's, okay. my Don't first time on a that. podcast, I'm not going to make him feel Hell any more confident no. than he already he's is. He's already feeling too confident. You know what? I, no, as a matter of fact, Steal I, his swag, what, what, Tom. You know, how dare you, number one? How dare you You come Spit on this show face, Tom. Spit and you, right you have a face. comment like that? No. I like bickering CEOs, number one. I think that's great for America. Ooh. I think that's great for news. I'd like to see more CEOs Zuck go at it personally. Cook. Whenever I see Zuck v. Cook, I always go Cook. I mean, come on, Zuck, how do you root for him, right? You're not I, rooting I just for the, don't. the robotic I, I think, man. I think Zuck, after 10 years of being you know, full frontal on American pop culture and tech and everything, I think you're going to be inclined to not believe anything he says right away. That's my first Are instinct. you saying that Cook is more believable 100%, than Zuck? 100%. You know, is that 100%, what you're saying? Like, like, do you trust Apple more or Facebook, guys? Apple. Here's, here's the deal. Apple. Here. Does anybody here not have an Apple iPhone? Just, Galera, I know you, know, you were switched. an Android and we had to like... Convince you, yeah. not so subtly, to switch it up. Just because you know you, uh, you you trust them more on the surface, they might be actually more devious. Yeah, I no. mean, who knows? He might just be playing us all. But but, but Cook comes across as the non creepy uncle. I mean, he kind of comes across <laughs> as that uncle, but maybe not as creepy. One more point here. Yeah. You know, you look at Facebook, you look at Apple, you get some of these other tech companies. Their market cap is about equivalent to the GNP of some countries. So you know what I think that means. They should have armies. They should have their own military. If Facebook has a problem with Google, they can send tanks over there. If they, You're looking for a, I, a hot war. I mean, look, this would escalate a little bit more. Um, it would be interesting. You got beef with Kai them. this morning? You, know, here's you, the, got, you wanna you know get these CEOs feuding? And, and my last point is, and I made this the other day a little bit, I think there's more room just in general for stories like this. I think something like this or other stories would fall by the wayside because 80% of the stories in the past were all politics, were all Trump, were all elections. He was taking all, the oxygen out of the room. just sucking it all yeah. out of the room. So now you have the opportunity yeah. to have these discussions where maybe you wouldn't have heard about them before, or maybe in actuality they're no big deal, but we get to discuss them. Is this a big deal? I think Facebook versus uh, Apple is a pretty damn big deal. I mean, it's a big deal. I mean, when you use the quote, we companies. need to inflict pain, Yeah, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, but you know, it's something like that is all context, too. I mean... We need to inflict pain. Right. You don't think you know, he did it like a, hey, you know, like a Stalin kind uh, of thing. What was Cook thinking there, man? Maybe, maybe we got to inflict a little pain back. I mean, it's just how you yeah. say it. And But he said it in private. So, like, how does that get leaked? Somebody on the team is saying Sounds like Facebook be. is doing some privacy stuff yeah, maybe, in the, exactly. the Apple they got war the room. Maybe the guy, a boomer like me, didn't know how to use the thing, and he did the, the yeah, young buck yeah. like you. No, but I think, in, and, I, and I disagree with Tom on one point of of he says he'd trust Facebook or Apple more because or you don't know if we can trust Apple more. One thing that comforts me is Apple makes a lot of money selling this phone. Mm -hmm. They don't need to only monetize the data on the phone or the private. So that aspect of it, I trust that they're making. I mean, thousands of dollars on the equipment and the hardware, and then you're plugged into the ecosystem so they're not relying on the monetization of only the data that they're selling to monetizers however with facebook it's free 
I don't see a lot of people spending money on like the Facebook. I mean, they have like the portal and a bunch of other hardware that they're selling, but I don't see a lot of people spending money on that. Kai, do me a favor. Break that down in plain English. What are you saying right there? With the, Facebook, you're, you're, you're giving me hardware, data, mining, blah, blah, Facebook crypto, blah, blah, blah. Only makes, Facebook probably only makes money or mostly like 99% of their money by selling ads. Say that again slowly. Facebook makes, makes money. Ninety-nine of your money, you said. Hypothetically, okay. But it's the majority there. of it's their money there. by yes. selling ads. Yes, Go on. people pay money for ads. Yep. Ads. The There's more small businesses you were talking about. Small businesses, probably mostly big businesses. Yeah. The more ads they sell, or the more data the ads have, the more they can target, the better the this ads. Is the geo targeting and stuff. Yes. That, uh, geo phishing. Yes. Did I just use that term correctly? No. Not at they'll, all. They'll target. Okay. However, they target. <laughs> they can. They can choose. So the okay. more data they have available, yeah. the better they can target. Gotcha. That's how they make their money. Which means they need more creepy phones they listening need, in the background so they can get. So what get you're saying is Facebook makes their money by creeping. Pretty much. So okay. listen to this stat. I got a stat I just pulled up here. Mario. So, as for the fourth quarter earnings, Facebook reported $28.1 billion in revenue, of which $27.2 billion came from ads. Yes. So give me the, the, give the numbers. Like, yeah. one, let me bring this up so you guys can see it too. But. And, Great and, and, insight by and, Mario and over there. He's coming saying ninety something percent of their money was ads. Is yes. that, is that, I don't and, think that's breaking news though, right? No. And with okay. Apple, they're okay. making money on subscriptions. They're making money. Well, on they're obviously selling phones. They're phones, selling products. Exact hardware number galore. Here. What do you got there, Mario? Yeah. So 2020, 97.9% of Facebook's 98%. global revenue. Yeah. So you generated. said ninety nine percent. You were right. you were right. You were right. Yeah, I was throwing it out there. What's um, a percent or two? What? Price is right rules he went over. Oh, you're out, Bob Barker. All right. What was the quote by uh, Happy Gilmore? What was oh. the quote? Uh, Happy Gilmore, by the way, just turned 25 years old. The price is wrong. The price is wrong, bitch. I didn't know if we were able to say that. Oh, I said it. I went okay. there. Okay. Ha shout out to my good friend, Adam Sandler, long distant cousin of mine. Um, Happy Gilmore is oh, that, now. That was a classic 20, scene. And then Bob Barker rolled down the hill. years old. <laughs> And then Bob Barker, rest in peace, beat the living crap out of Happy Gilmore. He just so, did the he just did his swing again. He too, did huh? his infamous swing. We saw that. And then Shooter Crushed McGavin, it. Shooter, uh, came in and gave a little uh, uh, throwback to to the scene. But um, where were we going with that? Sorry, Bob Barker, Price is Wrong. Uh, Paul waited. No, so yeah. so long story short, I trust Apple more simply because they're not relying on the data to yeah, make money. I see what you're saying. We are exposing the truth here, guys. Mario's crunching numbers. What are your You're, thoughts here? You team Apple, I mean, I, team I, Facebook? I, I learned yesterday that I got a lot of app uh, things going on in the background. Yeah. What was the one thing that now we're going to talk about the Fjords thing? We talked about Fjords yes. the other day. My buddy, SBJ, mm -hmm. um, we he, talked about, oh, you're from Norway. I want to go to Norway and see the yes. Fjords. And two minutes later, we get off the phone. He's getting... Uh, ads on Facebook for fjords. Fjords are like Norwegian rivers. Yes, okay. they're, val they're valleys and fjords. That Peaks are and valleys, baby. Exactly. Peaks go, and valleys, such as life, which is very like. And so Facebook was creeping on the come up in the yep. background. Yep. That's what's. Yeah, I, I'm on Team Apple here, bro. All right. I've been on Team Team Apple since I switched from my BlackBerry in like 2010. There you go. When did you get uh, your first iPhone? About that time. Yeah. I do kind of miss the BlackBerry, though. You could do some things really? on that. Really? What could you do? I don't even remember what you could do well, on that. You had a bigger keyboard. I mean, if you're, like, writing and things like mm. that. Um, it had a thing for each letter, a key for each letter. But I, I think they should bring back the flip phone. I mean, I think I would buy a flip phone if they brought it back. I would have that as an alternate. 
I just I love for, when for nostalgia I purposes. It, no, or I for think what? it's more dramatic when you're done. You just like make that noise. I'm man. done with you. Click. Yeah. Now you're a, just like a razor. Uh, Motorola released a razor. Well, a Eric yeah. obviously still has a as a flip phone. He, uh, well, he just had that before he went over to iPhone. Congratulations on uh, living in the uh, modern era, 2020. Yeah, Paul. Use your mic, buddy. Yeah, there's one other story uh, that I want to bring up. But remember in, I think it was like San Bernardino in California, there was a, a, a terrorist. Yes. A domestic terrorist guy. And full years ago. Yeah. 2015. And, and um, they wanted to go after uh, the, the, the police wanted department, to, wanted to go after, or FBI wanted phone. to go after his uh, phone data. And Apple said, no, that's part of our user agreement. We don't, we're not allowed to give out private information. Wow. So that's a huge, to me, a huge example of them being pro- uh, consumer and right. pro-privacy. I think but there's, even there's, on a terrorist attack, that's no, a little there, aggressive. No, there's more to the story. Uh, well, I think yeah. you have to get an FBI, affidavit. You have to go through the court system, essentially. FBI wanted to to create, for them to hack and essentially create a backdoor to access the phone without having to wait for the court data and mm. stuff like that. Because they were saying there would be a second, there was possibilities of being a second attack. Apple then said that uh, if they created an opening or a backdoor into it, that could be then transferred on other phones, which would decrease the privacy and security of the access to phones. Privacy is a real thing, is yes. what we're saying, guys. Privacy yes. is a real well, thing, like, and you can choose to yeah. allow it or not allow it on your phone. Yes. And just yeah, you click gotta, that you got to give Cook a lot of credit, because that that's leadership when you think about it, because it would be... You know, it's almost like you'd want to give that to the authorities, especially, I mean, that was brutal. That happened in December of 2015, and they go into these office buildings, and they shot all these employees. It was horrible. Um, and you would think, yes, if this could stop a future one, it takes a lot of guts to say, no, you know, our, the bigger picture here is more important. Respect. I mean, it says right here, Facebook and Apple's visions are diverging and increasingly incompatible. Incompatible? What does that, I mean, what does that mean exactly? Is Facebook not going to be on the iPhone? No, it's just I mean, that they're, be there. they're going opposite directions. Yeah, they are. Opposite directions. Okay. Um, let's go to the next story. Um, big news today. Big news today. We know it's on Capitol Hill. There's a lot going on today. We will talk about, uh, I'll give you the, uh, the, the lead into this, and then we'll kind of give uh, some stories with this. So Robin Hood's CEO, his name is Vlad Tenev, he is reportedly staying at a hotel right now instead of going home after receiving death threats. That's pretty serious. Um, so Robinhood CEO Vlad Tenev is staying at a hotel because of the backlash following the GameStop trading rally in late January. It was a couple weeks ago. Robinhood restricted trading of GameStop shares on January 28th following a 2,000% surge in the share price driven by retail investors. Robinhood users, including members of Wall Street's Wall Street Bets Forum on Reddit, uh, who cheered GameStop's rally, accused the firm of unfairly manipulating free market trading. Some of the backlash was violent. Tenev received death threats and has avoided going home in the past few days. The police in Menlo Park, California, which is basically just outside Silicon Valley, they were told last week that a handful of protesters had thrown dog feces, which is dog shit, on, at Robin Hood's headquarters and saw through a statue on the property. So people are running up on Robin Hood's headquarters. Tenev is set to testify in a congressional hearing on Thursday, which is today. today. It could be happening any right second now. about the firm's decision decision to restrict trading. And let me give you a little more insight here. You know, I printed out this article right here. So here are some of the players that are going to be testifying uh, on Capitol Hill today. So the leaders of Robinhood, Vlad, Melvin Capital, which is a hedge fund, Reddit, because um, we just talked about Reddit. Uh, you know, they received $3 billion yep. of new funding. Citadel, 
They were all testify as well as uh, this is sort of like a Reddit trading star, Roaring Kitty, mm-hmm. all about last month's game, uh, GameStop trading turmoil. Um, here's a couple quotes, and then I'm going to get it over to you guys. So we think congressional hearing will focus on understanding exactly what occurred during the week of service disruptions, making sure that all activity was appropriate, and also determining how to avoid a similar event in the future. Um The prevailing narrative was that a band of Reddit-inspired small traders rose up against Wall Street by buying GameStop, forcing a short squeeze by professional hedge fund managers who were forced to cover their negative bets or risk catastrophic losses. Uh, Robinhood, which is um, a millennial favorite stock trading, uh, they made the unpopular decision to restrict trading of certain securities. Obviously, GameStop being one. And then um, Tenev, this is what he had to say. I want to be clear. Any allegation that Robinhood acted to help hedge funds or any other special interest to the detriment of our customers is absolutely false and marketing distorting rhetoric. That's the word from Vlad Tenev. A lot of drama going on. This is going on 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 Capitol Hill today. Tom, I know you got some strong feelings on this. Well, we'll we'll see. The heat's going to be on him. Um, I don't believe that quote, what he just said. I think the hedge funds were protected, clearly. There is real anger. I mean, there are some really, really ticked off people. David Portnoy is... You know, the founder of Barstool. I mean, he wants him out. Mm-hmm. Um, Calling for his head. Yeah, you know, he's one of the, he, he founded this thing. He's a co-founder of Robin Hood. And, and you know. Vlad. Yeah. And it was, you know, it's a popular, I mean, a highly thought of app until a few weeks ago. And now it's gone all gone in the toilet. I, I think his days are numbered. I think they got to get him out. I mean, if Oh, they you can. think he's done? Well, how does he stay? That's what I say. Because as a CEO, you want to, you know, exude some strength and some mm-hmm. confidence and some, you know, p- you know project that you know what you're doing and that you can control a, a crisis. And, and that just hasn't happened. I don't think it's a great look when you say you're hiding out in hotels and you're the CEO. Now, I've never had death threats, so I don't know what I would do. So I'm not going to try to act like I'm in his shoes. But, you know, th- death threats get thrown out there a lot. Um, there's a difference between a, a death threat where you're in true danger and someone's going to come to your house and kill you or someone posting something really stupid on social media. Does that count as a death threat? I mean, it does. Uh, it does. I know in, in the in the definition, but is it how legit is it? I, I don't know. You're saying there's different levels to well, it. Well, kind of. Um, I, I would. Bro, we it, should it, rip it, his head off. In a, in a sense, a you wanna, it's better to be safe than sorry. Like, True, but then how rather... about saying something like this? I've got around-the-clock security around me because I'm still working and I'm trying to fix this mess for the people that feel like they, you know, that, that they weren't handled, that well, this he wasn't said, handled fairly. And this is a quote from, for, from our friend Vlad, and then we'll, we'll flip it over to Kai. He says, as soon as the emails went out talking about what happened with uh, Robin Hood, the conspiracy theory started coming. So my phone was blowing up. How could you do this? How could you be so- right. on the side of the hedge funds, which he says he's not? Tenev, who is 33 years old, yeah. respect to at least, you know, young dudes making things happen, is reportedly being coached for the hearing by Robin Hood's chief legal officer, Dan Gallagher, a former SEC commissioner who also coached none other than Mark Zuckerberg on his congressional well, hearing. Right. Yeah. Well, you need to be coached. You right? can't go in front of these guys can't, can't. without being prepared. Yeah, what's, what's the quote, what, Kai? Proper preparation, preparation prevents poor performance. performance. Piss poor performance. You know, I think it'll be a fun thing to watch today. I think it'll be really interesting. I mean, you, you go into these saying, is it going to be a dog and pony show? Because a lot of times the senators like to huff and puff and nothing gets done, right? They, they pull you in front of Congress. Mm-hmm. They have a congressional hearing. They act all tough, but then nothing really gets done. This might be a little different today. It'll be interesting to see how he handles the bright lights of this type of scrutiny. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I'll say this about the guy. I, I know nothing really about him, okay? I just kind of evaluate by... You know, what he's doing since this crisis started. I don't think it's been stellar, number one. 
but he probably got into this business with good intentions if you name your company Robin Hood, right? So, you know, it's not like he's, you know, when you set something up like that, it's almost like you're not in, in favor Still of the, the hedge, hedge funds. Give to the poor, but the right. hedge funds know what they're doing on all these transactions, and they're gonna and they're gonna manipulate this thing to their advantage. So it'll be interesting. He's been under the radar and under the uh, you know the public profile for so long, but mm-hmm. today it's the opposite of that, and he, he could get exposed or he could come across well, as someone the, that can the, save the, it. The dude's in a hard place, and I, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. And I used the quote uh, from what's the song uh, from Reservoir Dogs? Well, a little green bag, and he's like, "Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you." He's getting his funding from big. Uh, Wall Street firms, hedge funds, you know, investment Banks. firms like that. But his customers are the millennial retail traders, like the guys on Reddit's, uh, who are. So I mean, you're 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 really in a hard place right there. So he has to obviously appeal to where he's getting his money yeah. clearly, because he can't like just say, "Oh, f you guys," because then maybe the business gets yeah. screwed. But he obviously can't screw over his actual customer base. He's in a tough spot. But uh, Kai, what are your thoughts on this? No, I think uh, if you think of it, and again, this is reportedly staying at a hotel. So it's not confirmed that he's staying at the Marriott Resort, whatever, whatever. Uh, so for all we know, this could be fake news. Like, we know there's more than that. Oh, you don't think he's... Well, no, we, who knows? You think he's, like, faking that he's staying at a hotel? Reportedly. To draw sympathy? Who knows? This might be someone the old saying reportedly. he's a coward. This, this might say my, that he's a coward. Uh, however... I think he's staying at a hotel, bro. I mean, who... I mean, if he probably has oh, security put, still. I, I, I don't buy the hotel thing. You don't think he's staying at Okay, look, I, I stay at a lot of hotels. I don't want Vlad next to me and the people <laughs> trying to kill him. Okay? You're I th- at the Marriott I th- right now. Yeah, I think it's more dangerous if you go to a hotel. You're putting everybody else in jeopardy. Yeah, Vlad, s- stay away from my hotels. Um, <laughs> however, I do, I do think that uh, Tom has a point uh, that um, the people that are the traders, like the day traders and a lot of these people that, yep. that, that joined the Wall Street bets, I see them as the people that are gamers. They're the t- people that are kind of like trolls, where they're they're keyboard warriors, like people call them, where they they the throw a lot of keyboard warriors, warriors. Yeah, exactly. Where they throw well, a lot of comments. What's the, fa- what's the famous Drake, uh, Drake quote? He goes, "Trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers." Yeah, something like that. No, it's, it's that. Okay, perfect. It's that. Boom. Used to you know back in the day, you'd roll up on somebody, whatever. Yeah. Now, now it's oh, just I don't like you. Yeah. I'm the toughest guy on YouTube. I'll yeah. show you what's going he's on, buddy. Oh, yeah. he's a soy boy. Ma. Yeah. So well, uh, we had to go there. Okay. So uh, <laughs> so I think a lot of these people that are just accusations. Now, however, you got to take them serious to an extent of of making sure you're protected and you're taking mm-hmm. proper precautions. Um, but I do also think that this this is this will fade. Uh, it's a storm, and it's obviously weathering up. This now. too shall pass. This is what too you're shall pass. Well, here you yeah. brought up that you know the gamification of this. Yeah. Um, here's some of the. Uh, here's a quote by Representative James Comer from Kentucky. He's a Republican. He told CNBC he's been proud to see a company like Robinhood emerge, leveling the playfield for retail investors. So he's sort of on the side of Robinhood. He says, however, Cromer, uh, here's a quote. So Robinhood may be a glorification. Of the gamification of investments, if you want an exciting video interface, you should go to GameStop and buy a video game. Don't go to Robinhood to buy GameStop. Is that essentially what you're saying here? Is that it's just, they're, if you want to play video games, go play video games. Kai's a great video gamer. But if you want to trade, trading, uh, um, no, I'd say investing is supposed to be boring. Is essentially I'm not, I'm what he's not, trying I'm not, to say. I'm not. I don't necessarily. That's not what I'm pointing to at. What I'm pointing at is the people that are doing this and that are part of the Wall Street bets and a part of all this movement of let's short GameStop or let's increase GameStop. I think these are the type of people that would also be more in that in the prone prone to play, 
be playing video games or talking trash over the internet or mm-hmm. just well, hyping well, plus themselves. they're in forums where, where you exactly. can get a yeah, whole, that's the whole point of the Reddit. Exactly. Yeah. So I want to know from our audience, are, are you guys on the side of Robinhood? Are, are, you guys, are you guys doing anything with Robinhood? Are you investing? Is, um, you know, where, where are you at with this? Are you pro Vlad? Vlad, I just, I love the comment section over here. Kai, would you, would you manage that? I'll keep an Paul, eye on what's it. so funny? Uh, hey, you know, am I getting crushed over here? You know, uh, you know, it's go- you got some supporters. <laughs> you have some, some, some hate. Uh, you know, it's it's, it's all over trigger the fingers turn to Twitter fingers, buddy. Yeah. This is what it, this is what we're this is what we're doing. Is bunch you know, of keyboard it, warriors in this chat. Keyboard warriors, and we love it. If they're not talking about you, you're not doing hey, something Adam, right. The the first time I heard about this, yep. you know, because this did take this was so big a few weeks ago. It was just crazy. I re- there's a convenience store where I live, and I and I would go in there, and the guy that works there would go. I don't know why he decided to tell me this, but hey, man, hey, I, I I bought some AMC stock, and I'm going, God, you know, that's really yeah. that's interesting, and I and that's all I thought. At you just I mean, randomly I told you that, and I'm going, man, that's that's really cool that you did that. I mean, yeah. that you found the time. I, I find it a little bit odd. And this is before I knew anything about what was going on. Mm-hmm. I find it a little bit odd, you know, with movie theaters being down, but maybe he's thinking that they're going to come back or he's got some information. And then the next day, I'd go in there and he told me about more stock and this and that. And then I talked to him. I saw him on Sunday. I said, hey, man, I was trying to reach you. I wanted to find out how, how, how things went for you. What did you do? He goes, he bought it at six. It was as low as six, right? Mm-hmm. AMC, I think he got. He said he made 30000 30000 bucks doing this thing. Wow. He's kept it in there. He hasn't been able to get it out yet, or he's chosen not to. Maybe he's going to like keep it in there and, and move On it somewhere AMC else. On AMC specifically? Yeah, well, I think he may have had some GameStop too. But Mario, he, would you pull up GameStop stock? Yeah. Let's see what this has to say. Because GameStop lost well, I guess 90% my, my point of is, its value. My point is, he's not the guy you would expect to be some guy that would be making a, a small fortune, you know, investing. This guy that works at the gas station? Well, well at a convenience, convenience store. store. And, and here he had that opportunity through Robinhood. It's the type of person it caters to. But he got his information from Reddit. Yeah. I mean, they were getting their marching orders and they just did Is that did what he said, thing. though? Well, I mean, it, it, clearly, yeah. Okay, I, gotcha. I asked him about it. But that's how they all did it. You know, that's no, where the 100%. form was. It's collective. It's, mm-hmm. it's collective. And, and I think that... It is what Tom's saying that it's not these typical people that would, and then obviously a situation like this, there's a there isn't a realistic return that this happens all the time. Like this is a I, the one frustrating thing situation. would be is if you had if you know you made money and they wouldn't like get it out right. I mean, yeah. and that that's where the real well, they, anger they, would, they, they, they would stop the trade. They would only let mm-hmm. you sell. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't let you buy. Is that what was that was going on? Yes, on Robinhood? there was a there was a period on Robinhood where they shut down buying, uh, and they would only let you sell. Now Robinhood claims that that's because they they needed enough cash on reserve, because from my understanding, how it works is that they there's a there's a time when Robinhood when you buy the the app on Robinhood is obviously just kind of the interface, and then on the back end they then buy it from somebody else that that kind of does it on the back end. So they were saying that they didn't have enough money to support. The trades that were being bought and so or bought, and that's why they had to do the n- another round of funding to get in more money, so they'd be able to pull have the pool to cover their costs. The funny, the funny part of the story is watching those hedge fund managers who everybody thought was so smart get killed. Crushed. Yeah, and I think, yeah. and obviously, and obviously, I see that a lot of the people were saying Main Street versus Wall Street, and that Main Street won and stuff like that. And I agree. And, and for hedge funds now, obviously, they're trying to claim that this was all bad, and they're going after the uh, main street people, but in a sense, they lost. Like they, they just need to take the L and stop crying. The biggest and, winners yeah. were the hedge funds that bailed out the other hedge funds. Yes. Steve Cohen, the new owner of the yes. Mets. Yep. He, he, he came to the rescue of a couple of them. And you, could you imagine the terms on those? Mm. <laughs> That's like you getting think a he hard was money the big loan probably. Oh yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, to, to bail him out in a matter of days and pump a couple billion oh, into their yeah. account so they don't get destroyed or Good point completely right liquidated. Yeah. Let's talk about this GameStop stock. Can you go uh, with Max Yeah, Mario? go Max Mario. Yeah, I mean, look at, look at that surge but right even, there. But even there, if you go, look at it, it's now at 45. Go uh, before the peak. See where it was at before the peak? Just do six months, Mario. Yeah, you're looking at... It's six months. At that look point, at that. you're still looking at what? It, go, it went from 45 to... And before that, it was at what? 5, 10? Yeah, so that's a 4x return since the beginning of I'd, January. I'd even love to if, see how many senators made money on this. I yeah. bet they did. I bet there's a few. Well, speaking of senators, let's talk about what, you know, she's not in the news a lot these days, but she's going to go get take her mantle today. Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts, a longstanding critic of Wall Street, is calling for a ban on uh, of forced arbitration, which essentially prevents consumers from going to court if they are wronged by a company or product because they agreed to the terms of service. Interesting. She's not sort of defending the retail traders out there. Here's what she said. Robinhood promised to democratize trading, but hid information about its prerogative to change the rules by cutting off trades without notice and about customers' inability to access the courts if they believe they've been cheated behind dozens of pages of legalese, Warren said in a statement. What is not clear from Robinhood's response to my questions is the full extent of Robinhood's ties, here it is, Kai, to giant hedge funds and market makers. I'm going to keep pushing regulators to use the full range of their regulatory tools to ensure the fair operation of our market, particularly for small investors. So she is on the side of the small investors because that initial sentence threw me off. Where are you at with this guy? I was confused what you were reading. <laughs> yeah, I say next story. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm okay. moving on to the yeah. next story. Okay. She's, she's anti-capitalism. We should ignore everything she says. So we're not on the fan. We're not on the side. Yeah. So here's what we're doing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice try, Elizabeth Warren. You're out. Okay. You know who we're missing right now? You know who we're missing right now? Yeah, that's Can what you I'm hear that? For. Shout out to Patrick Bed David. Can we tell your point? We've been waiting. Tell your point. We've been waiting. Yes, Let's sir. move on to the next topic. Um, this is something that that I believe you were very interested in talking more about. Um, and here it is. Let's talk about Bill Gates and what's going on with him. He says, I believe it's on page eight. He says, Bill Gates, rich nations should move to 100 percent synthetic beef. Bill Gates recently said that he believes rich nations should would help the global fight against climate change by consuming only plant-based, 100% synthetic meat products instead of beef. You can get used to the taste difference, and the claim is they're going to make it taste even better over time, says Gates. The philanthropist and Microsoft co-founder said that he is hopeful that a turn to plant-based proteins will combat methane emissions produced by livestock. Even Gates recognized that this idea is hard to swallow, saying that people, you can't have cows anymore, saying to people, you can't have cows anymore. Talk about, talk about a politically unpopular approach to things. However, the global hunger for plant-based foods continues to grow. Here are some numbers for you. Morningstar forecast that the plant-based meat market will reach 74 billion by 2029, the end of the decade, up from currently 12 billion that was in 2019 and beyond meat is working with mcdonald's and fast food chains like taco bell and kfc to roll out plant-based sandwiches and other alternative meat items this year is that the end of the story kai yep okay this is some this is i mean is this 
A hundred percent? That's what he's saying. It, what do you think about that? Here's what I think about it. Bill Gates needs a side hustle. He needs something else to do other than come up with these wild, stupid things that he does three times a week. Uh, he's too bored. I, you know, he's got a side hustle. Hundred percent. He's got. He's, he's he's been talking about vaccines. Well, and then hustle more on that, and 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 keep beef out of it. Okay. Warren Buffett is good friends with Bill Gates, right? Yeah, I think they're the best of friends. Do you know that there's seven million cows in Nebraska, and there's one point eight million people in Nebraska? Do you know how big the beef industry is in Nebraska mm-hmm. in this country? I mean, are you? I mean, for him to throw something out that I mean, it's almost like. I think it does Bill Gates' legacy a little harm because he almost comes across as a crackpot. Now there might be some scientific thing that he could spin, and in, 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 you know, in 387 years down the road, if we did this, it would benefit. But no one's going to buy this right now. Or, or have you ever tried fake beef? I've had a Beyond. Yeah, so have I, and they're okay. I mean, it takes like a, a bad turkey burger, if you ask me. You know, Beyond Meat. It's okay. I mean, I think, and I think they're going to be improving it constantly. But how can you make a statement like this when when that industry is so big, it affects so many jobs and so many livelihoods? It just seems when I see a Bill Gates headline now, I'm going, how crazy can it get? So you think that just when when you see a Bill Gates headline, is it like instant non-credibility at this point? I don't know. Bill Gates is, you know, who he is. So, you know, his accomplishments speak for themselves. But how are you going to get America to go 100% fake beef? That will not happen. happen. You will have a lot of Americans moving to poor countries, okay? Because he's saying all rich countries should get rid of beef and just have fake beef. Well, a lot of Americans would be leaving this country. Well, I mean, case. listen, according to the numbers, here we go. Right, Morningstar forecasts that the plant-based meat market will reach $74 billion by 2029, up from currently $12 billion yeah. that was last year. I say that's a small number. I'd say 74 will be higher than that. It's, it's big, and they're going to improve it every single year. It's going to get better and better and better, but I just— I just don't think we're there yet where Americans can wrap their arms around that. I think that. the problem that we're having right now is the fact that, I mean, this is why we're talking about Because if he said rich nations should move to 40% synthetic beef, we, would, we wouldn't even be questioning this. We'd be like, all right, cool. Like, have more, you know, synthetic beef, whatever the hell synthetic yeah. beef is, you know, yeah. fake meat or whatever. Um, but the fact that he's saying 100%. Again, headlines is the fact that people are like, what What do you mean? I can't have a freaking hamburger? Eric Lever, every day for lunch, he has a hamburger. Every day. It's crazy. We know what your number one uh, thing that you like to eat is, but um, burgers is at the top of the list. Yeah, I went there. Now, uh, would you eat fake meat? Absolutely not. You would not? No. That's my point. You're going to get a lot of You just wouldn't. If we said 100% fake beef, you're not even going to have a bite of that. No, I want my meat. No. And there's too I many want my people, meat steak. And people, there's too many people like that. So yeah, I, I, I mean, you go to happen. Texas right now. You're gonna tell some dude in Texas driving around in his truck, hanging out in the. Uh, you, it'll be like you, I can't have a hamburger. It'll be Come like on. prohibition. It'll be a huge underground black market for damn the then, underground then, then, then beef right. market. The cartel it would be, 100%. Or, or the mafia is gonna get involved, mm. and it's gonna become a bigger business than yeah. it is now because it's gonna go underground. I mean. It, it, there's, yeah. there's history has shown time and time again that's how it works. Kai, give me something different. Give me a different perspective. I know yeah. you love hamburgers. You're from Norway though, so there's what do what do you got? Here's a prediction. Ooh, what you got? We have the the gasoline industry or the gas for car gas cars versus yeah. electrical vehicles. Yes. I think in the future you're gonna see a push towards you know how we're pushing towards electrical vehicles. It's gonna be a push towards more plant based beef. Mm-hmm. And a lower decrease on beef. I don't think it's going to go 100% overnight. That's not. Yeah. We have Eric Galeras in the world. Yeah. And a lot of them. What's, uh, his, what's his point on the, the emissions? The point, the point on the emissions is essentially if you're, pl- if you're um, 
if you're planting, right? So to create a cow, you need you need a uh, you need a lot of acres for food, and they need to eat. And ninety percent, essentially, if you think of it, roughly ninety percent of the food that a cow eats goes to just main maintenance, right? Ten percent goes to growth. So if you they need to eat a lot of food in order to gain a lot of weight, right? So say they're a hundred pounds, then they need a thousand pounds of food. Which that food could be better used if you go if you go directly to grain and or they create fake beet, fake beef out of mm-hmm. it. Uh, so there's a lot of inefficiencies with beet and raising um, animals because they need to eat a lot just to maintain or to grow and get bigger. So that's where he's saying the uh, admission comes out that it's more pollution for sustaining animals than to let just eat the grass or the the plant base that you could. Be planting on the same area. As Let me well. pick up where you where you went. Hey, there. by the way, you're well going, done. You're going predictions. Yeah, I mean, he's drawing diagrams, Venn diagrams. No, but that got, makes sense. Good job. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's that's his argument that we're he's saying that we're a first world nation that we can afford that mm-hmm. and we can um, make more use out of the land that we're on. Uh, so that's kind of where he's going with the admissions of the methane that cows produce, and then also just the general stuff around it. Now, how realistic is it to transition from one to the other? I don't know. But uh, I, one thing I suggest is we do a blind meat test where we have Ooh, a fake burger. Put that on an idea. And we see I see an wh- episode there. Say. Can we get? Can we put that on an idea? Yeah. A, 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 a taste a taste test. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'd want to see. Coke I'd want to see. Here's the deal. I'd want to see a, a, Tom a burger. Yeah. Not be able to spot the difference between I a would fake love that. meat and real meat. I would love that. I would love to go beyond meat. I would love to. You know, be a connoisseur of Beyond Meat because the health benefits alone, I would, yeah. I would be ecstatic if I were to be. You know, the NBA players have really helped push Beyond Meat. They're based in El Segundo, which is the next city over from where I live, and and they, they really, they really are blown up. Could you imagine if Elon Musk had come out and said we should be 100 percent fake beef? Could you imagine what would have done the to the stock Beyond would have Meat? Been, yeah. Yes, yeah. But you know what? I just, <clears throat> it's unfair to pick on one industry when you have as much influence as you do as Bill Gates. And, and I and if I was in that industry where I could be really, truly harmed, I would be really resentful for him to say something like that. I think it would be more responsible to say, hey, look, the benefits outweigh, you know, having this much beef consumption. And here's why. Let me tell you. And, you know, this country's capable of maybe getting there. I think it'll be it'll prolong life. It'll cut down cardiovascular disease and heart disease. But he comes out with this 100 and that just scares everybody. And it completely dilutes his point. And now you're not going to believe him. You're not. You're going to be anti this, whatever he says about it. I think well, he's going to handle it. I disagree with you, and I'll tell you why. Like I said, if he said, "Hey, we should eat more synthetic beef," and that's all he said, and just kind of left it, just you know, "Hey, do you do what you want," we wouldn't even be talking about this story right now. The fact that he listen, agree with Bill Gates or don't agree with Bill Gates, the guy is a genius, and he knows what he's doing. If he comes out there and says, "Rich nation should move to a hundred percent." Synthetic beef, he knows that that's going to be a headline. Like, you know, thinking of headlines here, you write the headlines for VT Post. You know that's clickbait material. It's exactly what we're doing right now. We're talking about this topic, talking about your predictions. Listen, things were trending in a different direction in in America and in the world for everything. But what I think happened is the pandemic, you know, exacerbated a million different types of changes to say, hold on, what's going on here? You talked about electric car vehicles versus gasoline and oil power. You know, clearly there's some green changes going on with that. Mm-hmm. Clearly this beef topic that we're talking about right there. I can't tell you how many calls I'm getting from people. Bitcoin, 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 Bitcoin. So you got the Bitcoin, you got the Ethereum, you got the crypto. Like, you know, clearly people are making a move in that direction. Obviously Zoom, you know, you know you're not traveling for meetings yeah. talking about emissions and Bill Gates says he's one of the, you know, 
flying private planes and doing all that. He gives off more emissions than anybody. Um, Things have changed. And I think this is kind of to your prediction. This is something that we're going to – have you ever even – Thought about not eating a normal burger less than five years. Someone said, "Oh, you can have a veggie patty or a burger." Yeah. Five years ago, it wasn't even a no, freaking yeah. question. I now I'm like, yeah, I'll, uh, it, it's been proven you shouldn't eat more yeah. red meat more than once a week. Right now, wink, wink at you, Galera, eating swallowed you know, hamburgers think, think, a day. Think about the first um, cell phones, right, and how far we've come with that. I, exactly. th- I think it can be the same. We thing We talked with about this BlackBerry food. and iPhone, something would, like that. Exactly. I, have you re- has anybody tried the sausage that Beyond Meat makes? Is that any better? I, I, I this guy eats either. it every day. So Riso like is that, this guy eats it literally every day. So Riso, Paul, what do you eat every day for lunch? So Riso, it has changed my life. Really? It it because you can't eat regular chorizo every day. It, it, you'll die. But so Riso <laughs> gives you that opportunity to have that amazing chorizo flavor. Uh, but healthy. Interesting. This podcast okay. is brought to you by Sorriso. Hey, it gives you if you can eat uh, regular chorizo, you I will want, die. And I, I really want to like it. I really do. I would love to fail that taste test because I would be all in. I really would. And, and I think they will eventually. I mean, get you're that. a Cali boy. This this must be like all over the streets of right, L.A. Right going to Yeah. I mean, how, how do oh, you sure. must have a million friends that are going vegan and doing all I that mean, kind it, of stuff? No. Yeah, but it's already happened, right? I mean, that's already just organically kind of. It's, the no organic. Yeah. No one's making a big announcement that hey, I'm going. It's already happened in California. Bill, last point on this from me: Bill Gates better hate steak. Because if he's ever caught in a steakhouse right now, people are going to take pictures of this hypocrite and they're going to be sending it everywhere. So he better not eat a burger in public when you come out with a statement like this. Is, is it me? I I think Bill Gates, like I'm on the side. Well, if Bill Gates says something, automatically I'm thinking Bill Gates knows what he's doing. He knows what he's talking about. I think he, like kind of you said like, I don't know, he needs to kind of have a side hustle or stick to his day job. I kind of think he's that smart and that informed that he kind of knows what he's talking about. My question to you is, when you hear Bill Gates say something, do you have like the, oh, he's a fake news kind of a guy? Like, I had no. that problem with Trump, no doubt. If he said it, I was like, I don't know. No, here, here's my problem with him, and yeah. to your point here, it's not that I doubt his his brilliance. I mean, clearly, yeah. the guy's a genius. I just question his motives, and that's the one thing when I hear Hidden something. agenda. If the, what he's saying, does it benefit him somehow down the road? and. And whatever's happened with him in the past has kind of created that for mm-hmm. me, where that is more or less the first thing I think of when he says that, is this benefiting him, his foundation, or something more than, to the detriment of how it would affect yeah. everybody. And maybe Americans. this is just me being naive. I'm sure that's a perfect segue to some comments right there. But I don't think he does it for his money or to improve his – like, I just think he genuinely cares. I think the jury's out on that. To be honest, the jury's with you. out. Do you trust Bill Gates? Like, just trust him as a human being? Like, trust I, his instincts? I'd say or do you think I'd, he's kind of like a selfish looking out for himself? Like, where are you at with, no, with, with Bill Gates? No, I think there's uh, more stuff he could be doing if he wanted to further his hidden political agenda in that yeah. sense. Uh, I do the guy's that, been top five I, richest I, guy in the world for the last 20 I years. I think he like, is a believer of what he's doing. Now, obviously, yeah. does everyone agree? Most likely not. Uh, but I do think that he, especially with kind of with his views on climate change, and the things that need to be done in order to reach the goals, um, I think that he's kind of in tune with those, and I can see where he's coming from. You you trust Bill Gates' instincts, Paul? Um, you trust Bill I'm, Gates? I'm gonna say no. Uh, you do not trust if Bill he Gates. says something right away. I'm not gonna just blindly incline only okay. because I've heard enough red flag stories okay. in, in the last ten years about him. Uh, I that, mean, that's my question. I'd love to hear the audience. Just trust or mistrust yeah. of Bill Gates? You trust him? 
or do you not trust them? Eric, where are you at with this? Trust or mistrust? I don't trust them, and I, there's no like solid data I can give you. Yeah. Why I, I just I, he gives me a vibe. I just can't trust. So him. The, 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 he doesn't have the trust factor for he you. He doesn't. No. Interesting, Mario. Do you trust Bill Gates? No. So I, I have an opinion on this. I think that sometimes, like saying someone's name, we get a little emotional. Right. Mm. So as I'm listening, I'm like, man, everybody's so emotional about Bill Gates. I'm not crying. Okay. You're crying. I'm not crying. Uh, but I think that when it comes to something like this, what I take out of it is mm-hmm. how anything extreme is always going to rub us the wrong way. But if we are naive to believe that we can't get there, then we're very naive. Everybody, both sides, middle, I don't care. Because if you would have told me a few months ago that everywhere you freaking go, you're going to put on a mask, <laughs> even when you're walking in an office and when you're going to the restroom, when you, yep. and then you feel guilty for not wearing. If you would have told me that would have been society today, yeah. where you look at a chick, you look at a dude, you, you're looking at people, you're looking in business meetings, and then you're doing interviews recently. Right now, I was like, I prefer to keep a mask on. I'm going to wear my mask. And handshake, you have to be no all for so content. If you would have told that to me yeah. six months ago, I would have said, hell no, that's extreme. 100% of people won't do it. So when I hear 100% today, here's what I take from this is we cannot be naive. For me, anything at an extreme is too much. So, yes, I agree with you, Adam, where if you say if he would have said, look, we can gradually increase and start moving into a little bit more plant-based. That was my point, by the way. Right, Tom. Thank you. And I agree with Tom, (laughs) not with Adam. I never agree with Adam unless it's about what we're going to eat. So the other part is is that – um, I, I also trust the science. If there are facts that are leading, and I just looked up an article here while, while you guys were talking, but science does say that methane emissions are increasing. So what the hell are we doing about it? You know, it's really good for me. I'm 33, but what about, you know, and I do think about what about the youth? What about society? What about the environment? Like we're kind of effed up, you know, to not care about those things because we do need some longevity. What freaking planet are we going to live on? So I think that is important as well. But anytime we go extreme, I think that's the case. Um, but the other part, I think regulation is very important, too. When we interviewed, if you go back and you watch, if you haven't watched it already, go watch the interview with Chad Sullivan. But, talk, you know, he talks a direct impact about the meat industry. Go watch that interview and understand a little bit more about the whole aspect of being a business owner and what they had to go through dealing with COVID and regulating where meat was coming from at that point. Because if you understand the world that they're in, you can't just put them out of business either. You have no idea who you're affecting. So if regulation is included I mean, meat could gradually get better if you process it better. Because, look, if you're going to pick right now, and I'm reading the comments, but are you going to go to Burger King? You're going to go to McDonald's? You're going to go to Shake Shack? Are you going to go to In-N-Out? Are you going to go mm-hmm. where? Are you going to go to a restaurant like a down here, Chop Steakhouse, and you're going to go ask for a burger? Where do you get your meat from? So I hate to go long-winded on this, but I think, look, if you're extreme about it, you're going to get a lot of hate. If you're naive about it, don't forget what happened with masks. You're probably going to put one on right after the podcast, wherever you go. And then from there, we need to improve regulation, but we can't be emotional when it comes to an individual and their name and whatever they did on their past. Because if you're perfect, then, I mean, you should be the one commenting. And walking on water. Great, great, great insight by the legendary Mario Aguilar. I'd also be curious to know how much of, because obviously if you have like organically plant-raised meat, which is like the non-processed, the straight cows just coming right off the farm, that quote-unquote healthy meat, the high quality meat right but then you also have all the like crappy meat which is a lot of like the mcdonald's meat and a lot of just ground stuff and the the stuff what paul used to eat before he went to the soy riso the the and 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 that percentage i'd be curious of like how much is the quote-unquote good Mm -hmm. quality meat and how much of the meat out there is just kind of the stuff that 
they're force feeding the cows so Man. that they, they get gain okay. weight. There's so a they documentary there. As Let- soon as possible. Because that meat can't be too healthy either. And that's where I think that a lot of that could be moved more towards a plant-based meat. And that would also help environment. I think, I think the point is things have changed, yes. right? Things have changed, whether it's electric vehicles, whether it's Bitcoin, whether it's um, synthetic meat. We're open to new things now. To say, no, we're never doing, I'm never doing this. Like our friend Galera said, I would never. Like, maybe you're going to consider that now. I don't know. <laughs> If we do the taste, I look forward to this taste test. Yes. Okay. That's what. And just last point about Bill Gates. This is why I kind of find the instant credit. I won't say instant credibility. This is why I trust him. Pull up something called the Billionaire Pledge. Pull up something called the Billionaire. Are you guys familiar with this? Of this Billionaire course, Pledge. Yeah. You know about this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Basically, this is what he started with the, with the Gates Foundation, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. He's basically saying, "Listen, guys, we've had the luxury of living in America here, making billions, right? He's a capitalist, right?" He's a, he's a Democratic capitalist. You can be both. Um, wait, start- wait, 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 wait. Should I agree to the privacy notice here or no? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just let me know if I should agree uh-huh. or not agree. I'm not sure anymore. This is about building. This is about building on a wonderful tradition of philanthropy. Stop, Mario. That will ultimately help the world become a much better place. That is the number one quote on that on that on his site. Um, to me, if you're a billionaire and you're basically saying, I think, what's the number? They're going to pledge 90 50 percent. Well, is, is it more than 50? Maybe I think he's I think some of these people are pledging 90 percent of their wealth. If you're worth 100 billion dollars and you give, you know, 90 billion dollars to charity of your choice. Um, that's pretty impressive, man. That to me gets you some instant credibility. No, but you don't trust Bill Gates. Anyway, if you if you want to check that out, uh, uh, billionaire pledge, Bill Gates, the giving pledge. That's what it's called. The giving, giving pledge. pledge. It, it certainly puts pressure on other billionaires, doesn't it? When 100%. you get some of the ones hey, off the top. Hey, Zook, did you do it? Yeah, yeah I did. Hey, uh, Musk, did you do it? Yeah, them, I though, did. A lot of them uh, that, or I mean, obviously, there's some of them that just put it into a trust for their kids and their kids' kids yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that good stuff. But a lot of them also have other foundations. Like, I know there's a Norwegian billionaire, um, a hotel tycoon that was approached, and he said no because he had already a different uh, charity he was doing himself that okay. he was giving to. Where he was but pledging. at least he has that charity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. He was pledging. I mean, how like, many freaking yachts anyways. do you need? How many homes do yeah. you need if you can actually help the world? To yeah. me, that's where I think. I mean, Bill Gates, listen, there, he could be a. I'm not saying he's the type of this person. If you've got, what, $80 billion, what's his net worth right now? Something ridiculous. Bill Gates? Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing somewhere oh, no, no, around. No, no, no. It's 130 or. Something. Is he in the $100, million, $100 billion range? Yeah. He's number five okay. in the world right now. So somewhere near $100 billion. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. 133 billion. 133 billion. Do you know how many planes and boats and yachts and? But he's just like, look, I just want to help the world. I like what he's doing. I like what he's doing with clean water and sanitation in 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 the third world countries. I mean, he's he's saving lives, so I respect him for that. But he also didn't build a nonprofit, right? So this guy has motives that are self-serving as well. So he just, I think, he just got to be cautious with his messaging. But he's also revolution, giving money or philanthropy pretty much the most since you have a Rockefeller or those people as well. So he's obviously changed it and given it the business um, aspect of making it as efficient as possible. I got respect for Bill Gates. All right, let's get to the next topic. This was uh, Joe Biden, your friend, our friend, friend of the show. He might call in later. Um, He did a town hall the other day, and uh, someone stood up and asked him, would you cancel $50,000 in student loan debt? What was the quote that he said? Kai, he said, I will not I will make, not that, make happen. that happen. He stood his ground. Here's the story. President Joe Biden shot down a proposal to cancel $50,000 in student loan debt 
for every borrower, despite the pressure from leading Democratic lawmakers to do that. Obviously, that's the Bernies of the world, the AOCs, the Elizabeth Warrens. An audience member at a CNN town hall told Biden that student debt is, quote unquote, crushing her friends, family and fellow Americans. We need student loan forgiveness beyond the potential $10,000 your administration has proposed. She said we need at least 50 grand minimum. Will you be able to make that happen? Biden responded, I will not make that happen. One sentence. Biden has proposed canceling $10,000 in student loan debt as a part of the coronavirus relief, while Democratic Senators Chuck Schumer and Elizabeth Warren called on Biden to cancel up to 50 grand in student loan debt per borrower. During Tuesday's town hall a couple days ago, Biden expressed skepticism about the idea of canceling the billions of dollars of debt that people who have gone to Harvard, Yale, and Penn, referring to Ivy League institutions, is that going to be forgiven rather than the use then use that money to provide for early education for young children who come across disadvantaged circumstances, Biden said. So a lot of the concern with Biden was he, he was going to go extreme. He was going to pander yep. to the AOCs of the world. Cave he was going to cave. He's a puppet. He's not going to you know stand his ground. He's spineless, all the sleepy Joe. And he's like, no, I'm not going 50 grand. Sorry, I'm not going to do it. I'm, I, I might give you 10. I might. But I'm not going 50. Line in the sand. I'm not going to do it. And obviously the you know the story two weeks ago was AOC says, no, we need to push him. We can't just settle for 10 grand. We need to push him. We need yeah. to push. Seems like he's made up his mind. Do you believe him, Tom? You know, I do. I, I will say this. I'm mad enough to say that I underestimated him a little bit. And I'm impressed. I'm impressed by his actions here. I'll judge him on a per case basis. But mm-hmm. for this, I think, it, I think it takes strength to flat out say, to someone asking you that question, because the politician always wants to validate them, make them feel good. Yes, Pander. I'll do whatever. Yes, it's it's complete BS. I think it takes walk, strength walk, and walk leadership. around. He could it. say, yeah. "I'm thinking yeah. about it." I it's love something it. we're considering. I, I, he I love came it. out and said, "No, yeah, and I, not going to happen." And, and I, I applaud him for that. And a couple things. Number one, I, I was, I guess, my biggest fear was that he would be that puppet, and he's showing so far that he's not. He, they, they've, they've completely minimized the squad and these radicals. I mean, these far left, you know, he, he, he's basically saying, I got no time for you. Here's my theory on this. Joe Biden is old school. He was a senator for 40 years. All right. He's paid his dues. He's not going to finally get in the big chair and let these young punks who don't know what they're talking about, who run on pure emotion, who don't bring any of the real concepts of what America what made America great into their arguments. I love the fact he's Heismaning all of them. Ooh, stiff he's arm. giving him the stiff he, arm. He great analogy he, right there. But, you know, he doesn't even listen to them, which is even better. Yeah. And, and imagine what that's doing to them. It's minimizing them completely. And and now they're just sounding like, you know, crazy. These young punks. Yeah. The, and you know what? Speaking of young punks, Kai, how you doing over there, buddy? Student loan debt. What are your thoughts on this? No, I think, um, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is why are we letting universities off the hook? Okay. Well, it's, go, it's go the deep kids on that. Go ahead. That have the, the no, debt. exactly. But yeah. but the kids have the debt. I mean, they knew what they're what they're going into. You don't look. It's not like they're all hidden costs. I mean, you see very clearly. I remember when I was looking at schools, I saw very clearly like tuition semester X Y Z, and you're like, mm-hmm. I right, you're doing two semesters a year times four years, and you can crunch the numbers pretty quickly. Um, so I think if anything, if we're trying to limit limit student debt, you should go after the universities that are hiking up these. Educations where you're paying, I don't know, twenty, thirty grand a semester for a Zoom college. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see that. Like, well, I mean, look about the uh, what does Harvard have uh, in their uh, 
in their Harvard fund. What is it yeah, called? Yeah, endowment. And their I mean, endowment they have billion, fund. Hundreds of billions and billions of dollars where they could pay for every Harvard student the next probably tens of years. And somehow they still need that money just laying around there. And they're charging full price, even though nobody's on school at school. So, I mean, I think that's what I think is outrageous that we're accepting that they're can just charge these astronomical fees without mm -hmm. even thinking, oh, and then the question is, well, we need to forgive the student debt from the from the, from the people, the students coming there. But it's like, no, first of all, you know what you're getting into. Second of all, why aren't we turning the, the lens of focusing on the schools? Why the hell are you uh, charging this tuition? Like, what are they actually getting for this tuition? And why is it so high? And I think those are the two bigger questions rather than looking at what you're going to do. Another interesting study, uh, which was done by um, University of Chicago, um, a, a working paper published Monday by the University of Chicago Becker Friedman Institute for Economics showed that erasing all student debt would, distrib uh, would distribute $192 billion uh, to the top 20% earners in the U.S., but just $29 billion to the bottom 20% of U.S. Say those numbers one more time, please. Um if they're gonna, if they're by forgiving the student debt, uh, they would 192 billion would go to the top 20 percent, top 20 earners in the U.S. and just 29 percent would go to the bottom 20 percent. So the rich would get richer, is what you're the, saying. The rich would would get less. Yeah. They would get more debt uh, raised because they have bigger loans. And of course, and, you're going to Harvard. And, you're going to yeah. go to uh, and the percentage of them school. are more in school. Grad school, exactly. So, they, and, and so here's the question, guys, because I want to I want to cover a couple of topics. What's the number? Is it 10? It's clearly not 50. Is it zero? What number are you comfortable with well, erasing? Why is he doing it at all? I mean, uh, so I don't zero. Well, no, look. No, no bailout whatsoever okay, okay, for where students. Is it, okay, thank God he said no to wiping it all away because there'd be no such thing as debt Agreed. anymore. Agreed. Well, what about car loans? What about mortgages? What about credit card slippery debt? Everybody slope. would be up. It's incredibly slippery slope. So, uh, look, I don't think you want to – that's not his job is to to finally become president and then just figure out what debt loads he can wipe mm -hmm. away. So I would say – Well, especially when you're adding more stimulus, I mean, 1.9 proposals on the table Can you imagine right just the, the paperwork? What's the what's current student loan debt? 1.5 trillion, Mario? You want to – 1.8. 1.8? Is it that high now? How do you even manage this, you know, as far as wiping away this, this these loans and the percentages? And it would be an absolute nightmare. So kudos to him. Mario Aguilar. What's the number? 1.7. 1.7. Kai, you've been like one point off on every, like Bob Barker would be very upset with you right now. You're like one, you're, you're, you're a little over on everything. It is what it is. Paul Skarska, what you got? Kai would be going to the showcase showdown for us. Well, I think Kai had a point, uh, but I want to go further on Kai's point. I, I think, again, they're trying to solve maybe the student loan debt, but really there is an opportunity for the country to make more money. And we all are, are free market capitalists here, um, but they should change the tax bracket of universities. Instead of, you can charge whatever you want, cool, but now you're paying taxes. They, yes. they, they've been you know, protected by the government and don't pay taxes, but they can charge whatever you want. Well, that, that, there's a little bit of a, a math problem wrong there. So hmm. I think reversing that would actually solve more problems. You'd increase the revenue of our country and be able to afford all that. And then people can uh, pick and choose whether they want to go there and, again, give them more of that right. freedom back. Plus, the they people. could use, they could earmark some of that tax money to take care of $10,000 or 10% yeah, exactly. of this debt. You can and, actually yeah. pay for this a, own problem. Yeah. A big part of it as well is, like, you have, I, I get that schools, if you're just thinking, like, class and this and that and the other, that they're, that they're not taxed. But you have schools 
that have major football teams, you have major baseball teams, all these other sports teams where they mostly have arenas, major football and basketball. Where they ha- yeah, where they have arenas that are housing hu- like thousands of people, where they're charging for the tickets, they're charging for sales of jerseys or what have you, food, anything like that. And on top of that, they have major TV contracts, and all of this, they're funneling money in, and and they're still not taxed. That doesn't make sense either. So bottom line, we agree with Biden on this? We, are we thumbs up or thumbs down on Biden's decision to stand his ground? You said thumbs up. Yes, yeah, stand his ground, 100%. Stand his ground. Yeah, thumbs yeah. up on this? I think it's a bonus in his thumbs up? positive in his book. Look. Joe Biden getting thumbs yeah, up. Hey, I, Look I, at I that. love Paul's idea, though. Seriously, my, my daughter just graduated from college last year, and she got completely robbed. Because she wasn't able to experience the final month. She she couldn't even have a graduation. It's BS. They should cut a check and pay some of the money back to the parents. That's not what we signed up for. That's not, you know what yeah. I mean? Especially a school like she went to, Pepperdine, where the graduation is on a cliff overlooking the ocean. It's an incredible experience. And she got robbed. Probably the only Pepperdine class that wasn't able to do it. Yeah, yeah colleges, man, it, it it's changing. If you watch what's going on, it is changing. It needs to affect the actual universities, though, because it's starting to affect the big college football programs. They're giving the football players more leeway. You know, it used to be total control by these coaches. They make $5 million, and they're just dictators. Now, if, you, if you're if you not happy where you are, you can enter this transfer portal, so you can essentially just leave if you're a college football player. College coaches are freaking out. I think the same thing will happen with chancellors. If they start saying, hey, look, you know, we're going to take a good look at this gravy train that you've created for yourself here, creating all your own rules. You're responsible for educating these kids, which a lot of people aren't in favor of your, your methods right now. I would love for them to take a big, big look at it, because there's a lot of money there that could be going in other directions. Great word, gravy train. I like that word. Um, All right, staying on politics, we just covered Biden and uh, his town hall. Let's talk about Trump versus McConnell, the, 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 the fight we've all been waiting on. Donald Trump rips Mitch McConnell as he seeks to exert leadership after the impeachment trial. Donald Trump attacked Senate Minority Leader, that's a new title for him, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, the GOP's highest ranking elected official after comments he made about Trump's culpability for the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. The Republican Party can never be respected or strong with political leaders like Senator Mitch McConnell at its helm. Did you hear that quote right there? The Republic, the Republican Party can never again be respected or strong with political leaders like McConnell. I mean, this is gloves are off. They are talking trash. The statement came three days after McConnell criticized Trump over the attack on the Capitol, although he voted to acquit. Him at the impeachment trial, McConnell said he did so because he did not think it was constitutional to hold an impeachment trial for a former president. The Senate Republican leader held Trump responsible for the attack, saying his false claims of fraud in the election he lost to Joe Biden inspired extremist followers to commit violence. The insurrectionist he's talking about, quote unquote, from McConnell, this was an intensifying crescendo of conspiracy theories orchestrated by an outgoing president who seemed determined to either overturn the voters' decisions or else torch our institutions on the way out. This is McConnell versus Trump. Here's what, what, This is basically what you have here is McConnell who believes in institutions. I mean, McConnell, he looks like a turtle. He's kind of, you, know, you know, you can still go, go on. the. But one thing he does respect is the rule of law and institutions, and he's basically called out Trump saying you don't respect either of that, you don't respect the will of the people, you don't respect institutions, came out and just ripped in to, did you see the speech? McConnell? Yeah, McConnell's speech. He ripped into Trump, but then obviously in typical McConnell fashion, 
voted not to impeach him, yeah. you know, because you can't impeach a um, non-sitting president. But non-sitting president. So then Trump basically came out and he yeah. said, listen, with leaders like this guy, the Republican Party ain't going nowhere. So whose side you got? Well, you got Trump's side? You on McConnell's side? You got to pick a side. Well, with Trump, you get the highlights. You get the bluster. So here he, he called him. He called McConnell a, a dour, sullen, and unsmiling political hack. I mean, that's good writing. I got to give him credit for that. I mean, he, he did not body. say those words. Those are the exact. No, no, I'm quote. saying he, he didn't come up with those words. So uh, maybe he did. I'm not sure. Uh, what, was like the, he, what was the quote? He called McConnell a dour, sullen, and unsmiling political we've heard hack. Do, we've heard Donald Trump speak. Okay. He's never <laughs> used a dour, okay. sullen, but, but, but here's like, the thing. It's, he's it's, like, he's a loser. Yeah, he's quack. not saying those words. Okay. But, but, you know, Donald Trump isn't just doing this for, you know, to get his name out there. I, there's more to this. And one of his problems with McConnell is his wife, Elaine Chow, right, yeah. who served in the cabinet as the uh, transportation, transportation secretary. secretary. So right. he felt because of the influence of his wife on McConnell – that he's, they're incapable of being tough on China. And, and that was basically the crux of his argument once you get past the personal attack. You think this is somehow related to China with the McConnell and he remarried an Asian well, woman here's and that a, whole here's thing? Here's a quote. Yeah. You know, Trump literally said this in this release. He goes, likewise, McConnell has no credibility on China because of his family's substantial Chinese business holdings. And he oh. went in there to talk about it and, and, and McConnell's wife does. Yeah, but I mean, he selected her to be part of his cabinet. So he knew what he was doing. Yeah. He looked at her and he said, yep, you're from China. What's up? Let's do it. Yeah, so the rest of his quote was, he will never do what needs to be done or what is right for our country. Wow. Where necessary and appropriate, I will back primary rivals who espouse making America great again. So this this primary might, but but he just won yeah. a re-election. He's going to be there for another what six years? How long you? I mean, how long? no. He that this is a quote from Trump in here. So that's what I'm saying about McConnell. Primary rivals, but McConnell no, just what re-elected. No, what what Trump's saying here is where necessary and appropriate, I will back primary rivals who espouse making America great again and our policy of America gotcha. first. So he's saying, you know. McConnell disciples, he's going to put money in to get them out. Like, they're, they're not good for the Republican. McConnell disciples. Yeah, you. so you, you ask yourself, is this Trump trying to flex a little bit and say, I am going to be impactful over the next few years? I am going to have a say in this next election. If I'm not running myself, I'm going to be the leader of this Republican yeah. Party. And, and I think that's part of it. And then the last thing is you had to ask yourself, how is Trump going to communicate without Twitter? And he did this all on a release, essentially, that he sent to the media. He'll figure out a way. And he still got his message out. Right. Who's got more control currently in the Republican Party currently, McConnell or Trump? Well, I mean, it, McConnell has it inside Washington, D.C., but you have who's got the support. I don't know. We'll, that'll, we'll find out. But Trump's I, got the base, obviously. He still but, has but his McConnell's got his, no question. Uh, what do you think? What do you think about I mean, this? I think McConnell this, versus I think, Trump? I think it all comes down to control. Obviously, it seems like McConnell's trying to get past the Trump era and return to normalcy, if you want. Mm -hmm. uh, Trump's trying to stay relevant. He's trying to stay influential. Whether he's just trying to stay stay relevant enough to have a, p a good position to run in 2024, or if he's trying to full on become the godfather of a new Republican Party. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll kind of have to wait and see, but. It seems like there's uh, obviously an argument there, and Trump does still have money that he they didn't use on the campaign. I think it was like a hundred billion or something yeah. like that. Renovate they, a few hotels for what? That, couldn't you? No, uh, I think thirty billion or something. These What's are what's he to do with the money? This is uh, this is his campaign money war chest. That, that he yeah, yeah the war chest that he never t uh, fully went into. What's he gonna do with it? He can he can he can promote campaigns for rivals of uh, of McConnell's pe peeps. Uh, Just can't build like a that. hotel. <laughs> no no he, yeah he can't he yeah. can't use. They tore down his Atlantic City casino yes. today. No no Atlantic yesterday, City yesterday, hotel. yesterday yesterday okay. Yesterday. Uh, so, so this is going to be interesting. If the yeah. Republican Party ever wants to get back into the good graces or in the White House, would you not think yeah. that Trump and McConnell are going to have to kind of work together on this?
Mm, right? I, I don't know if McConnell's going to be here that much longer. Maybe. But it, it, I think that it answers a bigger question, too. Is, is Trump going to be able to communicate? Now, it's different than Twitter, where it's nonstop and it's constant. And this was 622 words, this statement. Right? How many words can you do on a tweet right now? This would take a few tweets. It would take a while. So he's still able to get his message out, but it just doesn't like bombard the day and stop everybody in their tracks. I mean, he might be able to get one or two of these out a week as opposed to every hour he's sending a message like he used to. Um, a little segue here. You know whose opinion I would actually genuinely love to have heard on this would have been Rush Limbaugh's. Respect to, the, uh, to Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. He was in the news uh, recently, passed away at 70 years old. It was, um, was it lung cancer? Um, after a year long, uh, he last year he received the Presidential Medal of Freedom. We're not going to go too deep on this topic, but this is a topic that he would have a field day with McConnell, who he's been, you know, outspoken for against for years. He was obviously a big Trump advocate. Uh, he would have been uh, an interesting opinion on this, but the McConnell Trump battle is, is, I think, something that'll be continuing for the years to come. I don't think either of them are done yeah. weighing in on uh, on everything that happened, but. McConnell was very clear. He said, Trump, you did this. You promoted the lies. You were the conspiracy theorist. You provided the fuel to the fire of the insurrectionists who raided the Capitol. And I think that McConnell, at the end of the day, um, believes in institutions. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Um, here's a story right here. Moving on. Big short investor Michael Burry says that te the Tesla boom is remarkably similar to the dot-com and housing Bubbles. The hype around Tesla reminds Michael Burry of the dot-com bubble of the late 1990s and the housing bubble of the mid-2000s, he said in a tweet. The Scion Asset Management boss, who has been a vocal critic of Tesla for several months, revealed in December that he was short on Elon Musk's company Tesla. Tesla stock price has rocketed more than 800% since the start of 2020, lifting its market cap to north of 780 billion dollars of the idea that Tesla's lofty stock price is a self-fulfilling because the business can issue shares to fund its growth. Burry said, saw the same thesis many times while partying in 1999. That's what Burry said. Can you pull up a picture of Michael Burry and then also of Christian Bale, the character he played in the big short? Thank you, Mario. He says, Michael Burry says, the last big short got bigger and bigger and bigger too, he said in another tweet. Enjoy it while it lasts. He says, finally, what do Tesla, Bitcoin, and option gamma traders have in common? It rhymes with rubble. Like Barney Rubble. That's bubble. So here's a picture of Michael Burry and the character he played in the big short. Um, the sandal-wearing, flip-flop, you know, guy. Uh, Christian Bale, great actor, by the way. But basically, Michael Burry, who does not give interviews, he's, does, he's not really out there on the scene. Over the last few months, he's like... All over the news these days, going against Elon, going against apparently Bitcoin, but he's betting against Musk. Would you bet against Musk at this point? I wonder if he was playing the drums when he did that. Wasn't he doing that in the movie yeah, all the time? Yeah, yeah, like that the frantic energy with this guy. By the way, you know how much he made? Not not from the movie or from the but but actually from the Big Short from shorting the housing market. How many billion? No, he personally made one hundred million. His, million. his investors made seven hundred million. So I thought it would be more than that, too. Yeah. I thought he was walking away with billions in that thing when you watched it in the movie. Um, I don't know. You know, he, he let's just say this. Uh, for me, everything, you know, in life is scoreboard. Have you done something before? Do you have credibility? This guy had some serious credibility yeah. for what he saw that no one else wanted to see. And, and clearly, I think smart people, they were making so much money during that housing bubble, they wanted to ignore it, maybe in the back of their mind. 
Um, there were so many great movies about the, the the market crash and just the financial crisis of 2008. Man, they're unbelievable. But and that was one of them. So I I, I think you have to pay attention to this. I, I I don't think you just like throw it aside like this guy's a quack. I don't think you have to like take it and say this is going to happen in a, in a few weeks. It'll be interesting to to monitor because that is an abnormal spike in a stock price. Number one. Uh, number two, their sales probably don't justify that type of thing. Um, there's other. There's going to be a lot more competition to Tesla. So I think it's interesting. For a guy that stays under the radar screen as much as Burry does, he doesn't like attention like this, even though mm-hmm. they made a movie about his life and everything. But you don't hear about him every day. For him to come out this aggressively makes you just wonder, is, is he obsessed with this like he was the housing crash? And maybe he does have some information. But then you're you're battling two extremely smart guys. Elon Musk might already be one step ahead of him. And I think maybe that's the way I might be leaning that Elon Musk is no, um, you know, fly by night guy that just happened no, to get lucky. Proven himself so I think point. I would be leaning towards, you know, if it does take a little dip, it's so not going to be anything. Mur- Burry versus Musk on the uh, on Tesla going long or short. Who you got? I just say big short of the housing bubble versus Tesla stock price. It's not going to be the same thing. It's going to dip. No question about it. He's probably got something to this. But I don't see this thing completely hmm. going under like like a like do the you have, Do you have a different opinion on this guy? Uh, I think it all depends on how long is the time frame we're looking at. How long is how far out are we looking? Because I think obviously if you look at the stock, it's it's gone like a hockey stick. It's gone straight up in 2020. Even um, even uh, Elon Musk tweeted at one point. I think this the stock price is too high in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so. So, and Burry said something about it's going to get crushed like a souffle. Yes. Was a, I think that was like the first quote yes. that he came out with a couple um, months ago. So, so, so I definitely, sledgehammer on a souffle. No, Sle- yeah, that was, is that what uh, Burry said? Is that what Tes- that's what Elon said. Oh, he that's what Elon yeah. said. Yeah. And then, okay, then Burry yeah. came out something about a sledgehammer. Yeah. So that's right. That's so, right. Uh, so no, so I think that obviously it's the, but justifying, if you look at the earnings, if you look at the cars they're producing and the value of the company, like it just doesn't match mm-hmm. up. So, so a lot of it I think is, is hype stock in a sense of they're just on projecting out future earnings which yeah. to to one extent like obviously Tesla's been groundbreaking but I don't see it being that crazy um especially the, considering the, the, go ahead no especially considering a lot of what they did in the early on is a lot of the patents for the cars are open um meaning Volkswagen or anyone can go in and and borrow the patents and and implement the technology in their cars as well because Tes- Elon Musk's main vision when he started Tesla wasn't to create the biggest car company in the world it was to start the transition from fossil fuel to battery. And I think we can all agree, seeing by 2030, Range Rover's done with electrical, with gas vehicles. Jaguar. Same with Ford. Ford. Yeah. So I think we can all agree that he's won. No, no, he could, he could stop right now. Mission accomplished on that. Exactly. There's no going back. We're not suddenly five years we're gonna, from now going to be like, ah, screw electrical vehicles. We tried that. It was a fad. Things we're, we're going have back. changed. Changed. Exactly. Right. I mean, it's very powerful words right there. No. Just like we talked about with the uh, synthetic beef. Just like we talked about the uh, Masks, electric, yeah, and everything, and everything. So, yeah. so the, I mean, the, listen. Here's my, here's my two cents right here. The, 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 in the, in the, in the '90s. What year were you born, bro? '98. '98. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I was graduating high school at that point. Um, <laughs> he wasn't even alive. For wasn't the even last alive dan- so, for the last yes. dance of Michael Jordan. You weren't even alive. <laughs> you weren't even alive the last time Michael that's Jordan. That's history. Won a- that's like us watching <laughs> something on World War One when yeah. you're looking at the last dance. That's so ridiculous. Sad. I have an opinion is, on this, Adam. I have an opinion. Yeah, on hold on. This. Let me finish my point here, sure, and then, I, and then I'm, I'll switch it over to you. The the dot com bubble. If you had any company that just ended with dot com, people were willing to give you millions and millions of dollars. Like any more Cuban. Yeah, I mean anything, anything. Dot com. Dot com. So was it was a house of cards. 
Same with literally the housing market in 2008. There was just a lot of bad fake mortgages, unqualified, you know, no uh, asset, no income, all that nonsense. So he's comparing Tesla, the price of Tesla, to two basically house of cards. I think it's fair to this say maybe Tesla, its price is a little overvalued, but the company is not a house of cards. So I think it's an unfair analogy right there. So mm-hmm. I understand the, the comparisons. He's, you know, for someone who doesn't want his name in the news, he's putting himself out there. He's drawing that analogy right there. So will Tesla go down? Kind of like what you said, how long was the time rise in there? Yeah, it might go down. But the backbone of the company and the idea and the leader of the company clearly is on the right side. Let of me history, ask you guys a question. Wrong. Or Mario, yeah. you do your point and then I'll throw a question. Because my question is, what if Elon said, I want to put more time into SpaceX into digging tunnels, and he stepped away from Tesla. What would that do to the stock price if he wasn't day to day and he backed off a little? I think that would be bigger than anything, probably. Yeah. Well, he's propping up a lot of companies just by tweeting stuff. So yeah, I mean, if he stepped down, like kind of like how Gates stepped down. I'm sorry, uh, Bezos stepped down from Amazon. What would happen to the stock price at Tesla, Mario? No, uh, somebody in the comments, and I lost it. So many comments on there, but I agree with Adam in this sense because it, it, there are very different scenarios. There are different uh, companies in the sense, but. The keywords for me are remarkably similar, but similar in terms of what he's seen in the economy, market. What's not similar to me is the individual. And I don't like to bet against a visionary. You know, I wouldn't bet against an Elon because we've seen his character. And I'll never forget the quote I've heard of, uh, if, you, if you want to test a man's uh, character, give him power. Well, Elon Musk is sitting on some pretty big checks right now. He's sitting with a lot of power. Mm-hmm. What are we watching him do? Right. So that's that part of it. The other part is, um, you're right, with the housing stuff, you had a lot of fraud. You had a lot of crappy leaders. You had mm-hmm. some executives at the top that are just dirty, the kind of people that you don't want leading companies, and they destroy the market at that point. I agree. You know, I do think Elon is kind of like that Tony Stark individual, so I wouldn't bet against uh, Elon. You're saying, you're saying to your other point, money doesn't change you. Money exposes who you really are. It enhances who you yeah, already are. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. By the way, best movie to watch on the housing crash and just the whole 2008 financial meltdown is margin call have you ever seen that movie the cast in that movie is so phenomenal demi moore um jeremy irons uh kevin spacey kevin uh, kevin Spacey. it is a phenomenal movie Mm -hmm. everybody if you haven't seen that one check that out Mm -hmm. all right let's get on to the next topic but uh good stuff right there all right so let's talk about two towns or cities or states that are trending certainly in different directions. Here we go. We're talking about obviously New York City and then our previous home state of Dallas, Texas. Uh, Manhattan and Brooklyn new lease signings surge in January. Both boroughs had the most new leases during the month of January since 2008, since right before the housing crisis. The number of leases of new leases signed in Manhattan are up 57% from January last year. Meanwhile, Brooklyn had a 46% increase from January 2020. So both boroughs are up almost 50%, if not a little bit more. Um, where's the rest of the story? Hold on. Bear with me, guys. Tell you what, I wasn't expecting to hear these yeah. headlines about Very what's going on. Here in we New go. York. Here we go. Here we go. Both boroughs have seen increases in new lease signings, which does not include lease renewal. So new leases, because of the continued decline, quote-unquote, because of the continued decline in net effective median rent, record concessions, 
and high vacancy, a.k.a. rent prices are going down. Throughout the course of the coronavirus pandemic, New Yorkers have been fleeing the Big Apple, don't we know it, to live in suburbs and other states, wink, wink, Florida, altogether. And because of that flight, rental prices go down. This is supply and demand. This is economics 101. Median rental prices in Manhattan are down 16% compared to last year. And median rental prices in Brooklyn are down 13%. So basically rent went down because people were moving the hell out of there. Supply and demand. The enhanced affordability, here's a quote right here. The enhanced affordability caused a surge in new lease signings in September as tenants move around the city looking for better deals. You're bipping, you're bopping, you're moving around looking for a deal. And inbound migration has expanded. Kai, I know we talked about this yesterday. How much does it cost to rent a, a one-bedroom in New York City? So we, Most expensive city in the country. So we found, on average, uh, the number was $2,375. for $2,400. bucks. Yes. That's right now. That was, uh, I believe that That's was. That's right now. Yeah. And that was a. Twi- and, the, and what uh, was it last year? We saw there was a 21% decrease from last so year. So right now you're talking about 27, 2800 bucks. Yeah. For a one bedroom in New York City, paying almost three grand. Mm-hmm. Okay. So New York's making a comeback. Is that what's happening right now? Is this a good sign, the pandemic? I mean, what's happening in New York? It's a great sign. I mean, we need New York to be strong. Not everybody can move to Palm Palm Beach County. Yeah. Right? I just drove through it. We're here in Palmer. You went to Boyne. You went to Boca. You drove back. Yeah. I mean, there's not enough room for everybody to come to Palm Beach. And, and Worth Avenue isn't big enough for everybody to shop on that street as opposed to Fifth Avenue. I think this is great. This is encouraging. I mean, it, it's depressing to me to think that New York was struggling the way it was. I went to New York in February right before pandemic yeah and like literally right before. yeah literally right before and just walking around um times square and, and broadway and everything packed no no, no no i can already sense a, a little change in, in how new york was last okay. year right? garbage was you know everywhere and that's just leadership in that city that we could go on about de blasio but we need america to be strong or i mean excuse me for new york city to be strong you know it, it would destroy the country if New York were to, you know, continue to, you know, decline like they were last year. It's still the hub for advertising, for finance, and and for a lot of, for media and for a lot of major important things in this world. So I'm excited to hear encouraging news like this. Exciting, New York making a comeback. Are you ready to move to New York? What do you got, Kai? Uh, let's let's do it. No, I think, uh, <laughs> but I definitely think I agree with Tom in the sense that it's uh, good news because obviously it's it's a turning point. Uh, because all the other stories we've been talking about in New York is them leaving. This person left. That person left. That yeah. company moved. This company One moved. of my closest friends who, who moved down here from New York, yeah. he said every single one of his sing, of single friends moved to South Florida. Every single <laughs> one. He go. said all the married people with kids, they stayed there. They, yeah, because you're, you're a little bit more tied down. You're more yeah. established. You know, you're living in Long Island or whatever. But he said every single one, they had wow. the opportunity to move. He's like, yeah, they're all down here in Miami. They're out there. They're out in Brickell. They're out in South Beach. They got the hell out of there. Yeah. But it seems like a year later almost, reality's setting back in New York. New York's not dying. I mean, Jerry Seinfeld did a big thing like, New York ain't going yeah, nowhere. Don't bet, okay, don't, don't bet, bet against it. Yeah, but that New was York. more a pep talk that he was given at the time because it was going somewhere. It was going south. And they and he kind of needed he almost sounded like he was delusional saying that. But this is good. A positive sign like this can only have ripple effects for the rest of the year. Well, I'll tell you what, man. If you told me a year ago, one year ago, because usually in the summers, so I've been doing the remote work thing like before it was like WFA, work from anywhere, WFH, work from home. I've been working from home, working from anywhere for like almost 10 years mm-hmm. now. Like like people have been wondering, how do you do that? Like remote thing. 
before it was you know in vogue right now. And I said so every before I, the word or expression was invented. Ooh, before you even born, bro. Four hour work. Before we, even born, exactly. And so usually in the summers, I would um, at well at one point I was dating a girl from London, so I would spend some time in London. We'd do the Europe thing, but I always love New York. So if you told me a year ago, and I would spend summers in New York as well. If you told me a year ago, where will you be living during this pandemic, this summer? And you, the options were New York City or Addison, Texas. <laughs> I would be like, bro, it's not what? What are you even freaking talking about? Everything right here? changed. It, things have changed. changed. Things have changed since the <laughs> pandemic. So it's good to see New York City making a comeback. I mean, save that money, move around, find a spot that, you know. Things are on box. sale. I mean, rents are on down, sale. Uh, vacancy is down, or vacancy is up. So, I mean, it's... it's uh, Yeah, it's but crime's up, and that's what they got to get their handle on. I mean, crime is way up. Is yeah. crime up in New York? Really? Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> L.A., big time. Mm-hmm. L.A., big time. Okay, thank you, Sam. All right, so shifting gears here. We're talking about New York City, and now let's talk about Texas. What the hell is going on in our former home state of Texas? So more than 2.8 million Texans are without power as the state battles an unprecedented winter storm. Well, the entire country is, is battling a winter storm, but it seems like Texas right now is the poorster child for what the hell this weather is doing. So frigid temperatures in Texas are causing a surge in electricity demand and leading to rolling power blackouts across the country's, across the country's second largest state, which prompted President Joe Biden to declare a state of emergency in Texas earlier this week, at least 2.8 million Texans have experienced power outages as of 2 p.m. local time. That was Monday when Hurricane Harvey, a Category 4 storm, made landfall in Texas four years ago. Almost 400,000 Texans lost power. So look at those numbers. 400,000 during a hurricane and now almost 3 million right now in Texas. The National Weather Service tweeted uh, early Monday morning, earlier this week, that the temperature at its base had reached minus 2 degrees Fahrenheit, the coldest temperature recorded in over 32 years. It is currently negative 2 degrees Fahrenheit in Texas. We got out just in just time. Just in time. Kai, what the hell's going just on in, in Texas, time. bro? No, I definitely think this is crazy. Um, and last time they recorded temperatures like this, I think it was in 1930s and then right around 1900s. So, I mean, obviously it's unprecedented if we see here what mario pulled up um texas uh top area with with by outages 496,000 homes you're looking at uh as of last night 2.7 million people were still without uh power which is just wild now why in is texas this, in texas now why is this happening uh from what i've been reading it's a lot of that texas is on its own power grid and that power grid has been having issues, uh, and given that it's its own system, they can't just lend excess power coming from other states the same way wow. as normally. Yeah, if this happens in another state, they can, like, take in power from another state. They can come in and help. They can't do it. They're isolated in Texas. They have their own grid. So we always hear stories mm -hmm. about Texas is going to secede from the union. Yeah. Texas is its own republic. Nope. Texas will do what it wants. Not today. What's up now, Texas? No. Like it wasn't as easy. It's not. Say, we 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 always hear stories. I I haven't heard that in a in a long time. So where where do you hear these stories? Where do I hear that what Texas story? Texas wants to expand. What do you mean? This was like the story. Like we covered this you on the podcast. We, all, I had we always hear ago. these stories. I don't hear it that often, but it does come up. But I don't hear it that often. 
This we covered this. Did we not cover this on the pod? This what, what was the big story in the news about Texas a few months ago? It was the right before the election. Yeah, possibility of seceding. They, they were thinking about it. Governor Abbott. Who, One time. What, are you defending Texas? I right am now? defending Texas. I'm a former Texas. Buddy, you're a Florida boy now. You I enjoy this 80 degree boy, yes. weather, okay? You want? I'll Give ship you. I will ship months. you back to Texas. Negative two degrees. There'll be a Guatemalan in Texas with no boots on. We'll have his, his, no boots I'll, on the ground. I'll buy we'll have skis. his scarf. <laughs> Did you guys hear what te- uh, what Elon Musk tweeted? So the uh, the Texas electrical grid operator is called Electric Reliability Council of Texas, the ERCOT, and mm. Elon Musk tweets out they're not earning that R for reliability because mm. all the power is uh-huh. out. Um, not exactly an endorsement, but this is a serious, serious issue. I mean, I. I wonder how many people have died. I mean, I, I feel old people. How are you checking on old people in this? What, this is, I mean, I don't know the age of your uncle, but how, I mean, uh, what's going on with them? He has, he has okay? a wood-burning stove so they're, or a wood-burning fireplace, so they're okay. They could crank up some heat. Um, you know, Tesla's, I, I, I guess there's a lot of Can you show some images, like actual images of what te- uh, Dallas looks like or Houston looks like? Of what, um, Houston had snow. A uh, the snow? Snow. I mean, this is un- uh, We'd never see something like that. I remember one time, because I was living in Texas, in Dallas from that one uh, afternoon. Sunday that afternoon. one Sunday afternoon, it started snowing. Yeah. And as soon as it came, it just melted. But I was like, hold what's going on here? This is what Texas looks like right now. Yeah, just and covered Houston is a huge problem. Snow. This too. looks like it's freaking Minneapolis right here. Yes. Tom's hometown. Right. Looks like it's Minneapolis. Look at this. Look, what? That's Tigran's backyard. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the problem in a city like Texas. Spring Valley Road. That's right by the office. Beltline, literally. Yeah. Beltline Road. I lived on Beltline yes. Road. I, 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 you know what I did? You know, this this might have helped um, keep people warm. I left my apartment. I burned that shit to the ground. I go. said, I'm out of this apartment. Perfect. I will never be at this building again. V, V, and M, they're coming Adam, after me for a... They actually yes. pulled off. They built a soy man. <laughs> a snowman. A soy man. Nice. Well played. Well played. <laughs> but but bottom line is we are thinking about our friends in Texas. Yep. Genuinely, we're thinking about all our friends at PHP. We're thinking about... Uh, you know, people who are suffering through this definitely this cold is, weather horrible. right now, I mean, look at not this. used look to at this, this, and we're rooting the, for the you guys. The wholesale price of electricity in Houston went from $22 a megawatt hour to yeah. 9000 Yeah, their natural gas supply has been cut off. And, and imagine, you know, I mean, you're home and your power goes off for 10 minutes, you freak out. So my hearts yeah. are with everybody in Texas that is dealing with this right now. I hope it gets turned around quickly. I hope they can fix this reliability grid that they have mm-hmm. because it, it, it has had the issues are. because it, at are. some point this weather will return and you just can't have this yeah not in a state as progressive as texas it affects so many lives and plus when you have snow like this these cities aren't equipped with snow plows no. minneapolis can handle it milwaukee yeah. can handle the it infrastructure dallas allow can't for it. Yeah. yeah it's impossible Dallas got caught off guard Cut off guard. Big and time. enough of the, the, the seceding talk, all right? Well, uh, we don't want to piss Mario but, off with that. But that, you that, wonder, that was a one-time thing. Apparently still enough happened. of this. Okay. You know, and you wonder, like, Elon Musk sends out that that tweet. I wonder if he – now, granted, you know, you just don't make a fly-by-night decision, say, I'm moving to Texas. You have to think that through. But this doesn't help their recruiting, right, for the people that are moving to Texas. Yeah. I mean, it exposes the fact that, you know, what, it snows this, this, there. This there's helps, ice, this the helps recruiting to Florida. You might Does Florida not thoughts? look like the best state in the union right now? As of now, as yes. of now, wow, it's we hard, did it. It's hard, to guys. Disagree. We did it. We got to Florida. Well, I, I didn't agree yet. I mean, Florida's great. I mean, it's fine. Are you going to say California? You've been talking trash about California. Well, California's California's still still we all know that. California's still number one. Yeah. We all know that. Guys, that was, this is the, uh, the Bed David podcast. We are thinking of our fearless leader and CEO, Patrick Bed David. We want to thank him. We, at number one, we want to wish him hey, com- safe travels. Hey, comment here says 2% wants to secede, Adam. 
Okay, good. I'd like to keep it at 1%. I'd like to keep it at 0%. I'd like to keep all 50 states in the union. Anyway, back to PBD. He's traveling right now. He'll be back, uh, I want to say, later this afternoon. We'll check in with Pat. We're thinking of him. Um, he was just came back from Kentucky or is on his way back from Kentucky. Uh, we want to thank Pat for entrusting us to be at the helm yep. while he's gone. I feel like uh, Borat said I'm the king of the castle, king of the <laughs> castle right now. But we've had a good time. Uh, final thoughts here, guys, before uh, we we, we uh, shut this thing yeah. down. Yeah, Adam, I gotta I gotta say, you know, this is a tough job. You don't just don't stand, sit into Pat's chair there, and it's a tough gig. So good job running the show today. Thank you, buddy. Yep. Keep the show great. really flew and, and, and good job. Thanks for everybody to tune in. And you know, I, I will just say this: a quick little plug. You know, a lot of these stories we cover every single day on vtpost.com. So if you like the topics here, we literally a lot of these ideas come from the stories that we write on vtpost.com. Yep. Our our whole team here does a great job with social media. So if you haven't discovered it yet, go there and then take that next leap and become a VIP premium subscriber because we have extra special content for you, a whole bunch of prizes it's that a dollar we a month. It's a dollar a month. You kidding and, me? And, and we cater this news site for people like you that want the facts, they want the news, they want to be entertained, Busy they people, want to move baby. on with their day. So it's vtpost.com. We welcome you. And, and if you haven't discovered us yet, come find us. Thank and he's you. the editor in chief. We got him here. He's on the show. He's right here. And speaking of editor in chief, we got. The young buck, Kai, he used to be the editor-in-chief of research. Now you're talent, bro. How does it feel? Final thoughts being talent these days. No, it's all good. It's all good. We're out here. We're holding it <laughs> down. On to your next thing. Kai, way to undersell that. see if you got any way to, fan Way mail. to undersell that, Kai. No, it's, uh, it's anyway, nice to be here. Uh, I just nice want to interrupt you guys. real quick and say, yes. uh, Adam, I just got a text from Patrick but David, and he said, are you ever going to make your point on today's <laughs> podcast? Yeah. Here we go. That's right. What's your point with that? that? Well, uh, Pat, we love you. We're thinking of you. Thank you for entrusting us to hold down the podcast. Pat will be back. So for anyone being like, what the hell is this soy boy freaking uh, guy doing on there? I'm I just think there's one for thing PBD. that's for sure today. Soy yeah, Boy Mafia won. Soy, the big winner today was the Soy, soy boy, boy Mafia. Mafia. That's right. That's right. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.